Ooh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Slim Society Show. It's your friendly neighborhood nutritionist, as always, Connor Rhodes. And today I am joined once again on News of the Week by my beautiful and glamorous co-host. It's Will Hukin. Oh. Can we get a round of applause? Oh. Can we get a round of applause? A mini round of applause. Thank you and welcome back. Thank you for the introduction. I welcome appreciate back, it. William. I'm back. I'm here. Lovely it feels like it was only yesterday I was last here. Does it really? Yeah, it's flown by real fast. Back yeah. to our highlight of the week. In a good way? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, things are busy, things are good. This is one of the highlights of my working week. I love doing the News of the Week podcast with you. That's very sweet. We started before lockdown, didn't we? And then we yeah. got we got COVID cancelled. Then we got the you news refused of the year. to do You refused to do the, a Zoom cast. Uh, yep. <laughs> Fair enough, yep. Call me out, yep. Um, so we just, we didn't do News of the Week for a while. We did some other podcasts. We cracked on on stereo for a minute. Yeah. That was nice, but they were quite... Uh, well, no, I did really, I did actually enjoy them. I really liked that I could just be laid in bed, or, like, holding the phone up to me. And then you just... <laughs> you were laid in bed. For a lot of it, I was laid in bed in my dressing gown, genuinely. There's no camera on what we're going to do. <laughs> Get all um, suited and booted. No. This podcast, though, is available everywhere. We're on YouTube. We are on camera. Welcome back to the studio. We're on three cameras. We're on many cameras. We absolutely are. Lovely to see I you. I feel like I'm going to be all up in your camera with this oh, hand over here. No. Oh, my camera's clean, bro. What a it's clean. What a production you've got going on. Welcome back to the news of the week. Did you know that it's week 23 out of 52 in the year? That's literally truth. It's week 23, news of the week, you health and this. fitness, ladies you and gentlemen. You and knowing gentlemen. what we can, we can I've got it written down. I've literally, also, I've literally halfway notes. past halfway through, that's some bullshit. No. Would you agree? Halfway through the year. No. What? It's What's f- half of 52? No, 20? but as in we've flown by. It's crazy. How oh, are we I halfway thought... through 2021? It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what year it is. <laughs> yes, it is. it's been a confusing time, so actually I don't blame you. you know, I've got confused about what month it is, day it is, year it is sometimes. Yeah, apparently my brain isn't coronavirus. It's, it's been crazy sometimes. Um, no, if it's week 23 out of 52, what's half of 52? Half of 50 would be 25. Add one more, it'd be 26. So it's week 23 out of 26 would be halfway. So in three weeks, then we're 50% of the way through the oh, year. Oh, wait. Really? I don't know. Yeah, unless my math is March, ridiculous. April, May... June is actually counting on his Wow, and Will can't count. <laughs> this, this is who you're dealing with. This do you want to know what I used to have to do in, in uh, until I was about 14 in Air Cadets to learn my lefts and rights? Whenever they'd say left, like left turn, I'd have to look at my hands and do that shit as well. Are you serious? Yeah, and we're still counting on digits, and that's why we're still limited to 10. <laughs> and I just have to get my feet out, and then it's, it's weird, so no. Two pseudo-intellectuals have started a podcast, it's me and you. Yes. Let's pretend we, we know We like to sit things. in big chairs with books between us and three cameras to make it look like we know what the fuck we're talking about. You don't about. know if I've read those books or not. You I don't just, know anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's, there's multiple bookcases in here, and they might all be fake books. They might not even mm-hmm. be real books, you know. Yeah, yeah this is just um, a wine <laughs> behind here. It's just a facade, and then all. Yep. Um... Oh, I was supposed to go through in the intro what the actual News of the Week topics were. Wasn't I? Let's go. We've got distracted already. The topics for this week are, number one, um, woman says complimenting someone on weight loss is fat phobic and sparks internet debate. (sighs) Next up, strength training as you age. Quote, I look better at 59 than I did at 30. Uh, these are real news articles, literally from some of them today, some of them yesterday, some of them last week. This is literally what's going on. News in of the week. It's news Who of knew, the guys? week. Yep. Ten exercise myths from the Guardian newspaper. I think you'll like that one. I think I'll like I like that I want to go through. Yeah, please do. <laughs> and just see what we think. I think you'll actually be surprised. <laughs> 
I think some people will be surprised at a couple of these articles, to be fair. Of the um, legitimacy or the illegitimacy of Both. Oh. Both, because some wow. of them are good articles, you know, some of them are all right. Um, next up, what happens to your brain when you eat sugar? I've got loads of, it's, I've got news for you, sir. I, I'd actually want to know the answer to that. We've got, yeah, yeah. We do, I thought it'd be a nice thing to discuss. I thought it was a pretty interesting article. Um, new study shows vegans and vegetarians less likely to get severe illness from COVID. <sighs> vegans and fun, vegetarians. That's a fun co- argument to have. Let's, let's dive into that one. I'm really prepared. <laughs> I've got some McDonald's news for you. And then next up, um, what, Wait a second, sorry, I think I've worded this slightly wrong. Um, oh, I'm just reading it wrong. Woman who ate McDonald's daily for a snack, now unrecognisable after losing 13 stone. Nice huh. little article of a weight loss success story. Um, in brackets, this workout can boost your health and fitness. So we're talking about health and fitness. Oh yeah, it was the 10 workout. workout. <laughs> yep, and suspicions about Kamel Nanjiani. Da, 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 news of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Lots of news to get We've through. got flipping nine topics to get through, sir. Damn, only two brains between us. It's going to be hard. <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> Let's settle in for a good conversation then. Mm-hmm. Really Firstly, though, how have you been over the last week? Tickety boo. Thank you for asking, really? sir. Yeah, cracking on. Clients are well. Everyone's happy. Myself is doing okay, training wise and whatnot. Things are good. Yeah, can't complain. All right, what's your client base like at the gym group Keller Island in Sheffield at the minute? Solid, real nice. After having come back from lockdown, I made the executive decision to take off evenings from where seeing clients just for personal reasons and whatnot, which was an immediate a bit of um, unease amongst the ranks, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean? Among you or the clients? With the clients mainly, because um, there were okay. some that I just couldn't move from their evening shifts that they had, okay. and so I had to drop them and pick up a slightly different coaching style to only see them once a week and have them do their other sessions on their own Interesting. which yeah. when some clients come to you for accountability more so than knowledge is yeah. is hard bless them and i feel a bit bad for leaving them high and dry but this is how life progresses isn't it and that makes my lifestyle real nice at the minute it's uh well like what's today been four clients and finished at 11 30 then training and then come and see yourself that's quite nice for me and now nothing that's a chill day whereas in the past perhaps another 6 p.m. and then an 8 p.m. client as well. It just wasn't particularly good for my brain to have that at the end of the day. So it can yeah. be hard on your health, can't it? Personal training. Very much so. Yeah, it took. Yeah, I took a bit of a hit. Especially because um, I'll stroke you a little bit. Um, you are an excellent personal trainer, and I know you put a lot of um, effort and focus and mental energy into your clients, I can see it. Thank you. Like when I watch you train a client, you can tell that you're paying attention. I actually really like what you do because you are very casual and talkative in between sets with the client. Like you'll you'll ask them things about, I don't know, common interests or what they've been up to lately or, you know, just chatting back and forth with them, laughing and joking. And then you'll stop the conversation and say, right, it's time for the next set. And then you immediately adopt personal trainer mode where you sort of stoop and you step maybe pull the trousers <laughs> off and you start, this is my impression of you, and you'll start stalking around the client and saying, yep, coaching cue, tell them a little bit of this, all right, you're doing well, take it real serious, and then as soon as they put the weight down and everything's safe, you're like, hey, and normal Will's back. Normal and, Will's back. And then you start chatting again, and it's cool. Nice, it's thank cool. you. Yeah, Takes one to know one. Yeah, I, I, you can see that you, you've got a nice blend of 
making it a good time with the client, making it just yeah, not not taking it ser- too seriously. But when it's time to do business and work, we're doing business and work. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just entirely possible to walk the line. You know, you can do both. Like you can have a conversation. You can make them work hard. I'm know, impressed with sure. you. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. you you've grown up to be a smart boy. <laughs> <laughs> you grew- well, this is it. You have watched me grow up, haven't you? In a weird way. <laughs> well, you started at the gym when you were how old? 16. 16. Yeah. You've never done anything else, sir. Uh, nope. Your nap is straight pots to the gym. And I've uh, worked in a fruit and veg shop, and that's been it. Cute. Yeah, very cute. cute. Yeah. Um, but when you give that much energy and focus to a client, it is quite draining. I'm, I'm not very good at um, understanding where the line is drawn between what might be my flaw and what might be a client's flaw. And kind of what I mean by that is if they. And I don't mean, and this isn't to say it's an example of a client or anything, but if there was a client that was just falling short on their end of the market, their end of the deal, they weren't coming in when I told them to, they weren't listening and following the advice. Okay. I struggle to find that line between where that's my fault and their fault. Interesting. And so it kind of just becomes... Maybe there isn't a line. Maybe it's nearly always a blend of both. Yeah. Like this kind of thing. You but can... I, I think I take it a little bit too much straight to the heart or something like... I don't know. Yeah, need thicker skin. <laughs> um, I think that's just because you care about your clients. Because I also feel the same sometimes. Like sometimes it, sometimes it literally hurts me when my clients don't eat well. Yeah. Because I've got some clients, and you know, if they don't eat well, they'll die. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Not not like now or in like the next year. But no. it's getting pretty bad. And do you have a fear among your clients into that? Because there are certain things like okay, I persuaded one of my clients to stop doing night shifts and change a job so that she was doing not night shifts and uh, I was like it's, oh, it's a heavy carcinogen and you will die earlier if you continue to do night shifts left it there she came back in next week she was like yeah I'm not doing them anymore because it's a rough time I'm like listen look I, there's no opinion based in this I'm just the middleman between facts and you you're gonna die earlier if you keep doing this like mm. why was she seeing negatives from it at that time oh for sure I mean more of a I mean, yes, obviously, socially, yes. Okay. Um, she has got, got a little daughter, which is like, how are you going to do that and that when you're nocturnal? And okay. all of the hours of the day that you should be awake and doing that kind of stuff, you're sleeping. Mm. That's a little bit too much. But then, like, the practical repercussions of that are obviously that you don't have either the time or the mental energy or the mental time to think about food and whatnot. So I often, excuse me, find with clients that when they say they don't have time, to eat healthy or something like that. It is a poor excuse, but I can see where they're coming from. And it's not that they don't have the practical time, it's that they don't have the mental time to think about yeah, what sometimes food the energy, they might sometimes have. the capacity. Exactly. And so they just end sometimes up Sometimes it's not a high enough priority because we all get the same amount of time, but sometimes they're allocating their time elsewhere, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's it. It always comes down to that question of priorities I always sort of put to them like, yeah, cool, I'm here to get you to whatever goal you want to be but considering you're spending most of your time eating like shit at the minute that would make me think your goal is to get fat no all right well then let's start changing some shit you know (laughs) that's kind of how we go about it are you using this didn't look like it sweet don't pull billy the bison (laughs) by his horn that's i'm glad we caught that on camera there's borderline animal abuse there on camera uh, for people just listening, it's just a footstool, but I love that footstool. Yeah, for people just listening, clarify that, please. Don't pull him by the horn. Make it sound like I've just been. And, and yes, it. I was using that. You asked me if I. <laughs> you asked me if I was using it, and then took it before I even. You didn't have a toe on it. It's. You can have it back when you want it. You can take it for today. Yeah, you can. That's take sweet it. of you. <laughs> um, just rubbed it straight up. You've got your socks on the camera as well. Again, do you know why? What? I'm making a stand against me. Against slippers. 
when your inability to provide Who's against them, slippers? I'm for slippers. You're against slippers. I'm always wearing slippers. How am Selfishly, I? Selfishly, exactly. What should I should provide you with slippers? That was the deal. There is guest slippers upstairs. You've just forgotten to bring them down. Have I though? Or has the host? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I did set up the cameras, get the studio. I yeah, paid for everything, invited me. And... <laughs> I know. Anyway. Unacceptable. Anyway. <laughs> I will provide slippers next time. The Your socks actually look quite nice and white on the camera, so I think it's okay. That's okay. You're getting away with it. Nice. They're not, they're not holy. I'm not look at the underneath. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, good job it's not smelly vision. When I did personal training, I could never do more than 30 personal training sessions per week. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah, die. Agreed. I would actually die. Yeah, Some people I, I find it easy, but not same me. Same thing mental energy-wise. Like, it doesn't start and end at that hour that you've got with them. They just stay with you for the rest of the week if you're, if you're a genuinely invested coach, for sure. So, yeah, you can't hack more than that. And I even argue as well, like, I don't know about the number of clients that you used to have, but I so much more for that reason prefer having fewer clients and more and seeing them more, which is obviously, I guess, a harder business model to strive for because it means finding the clients that can afford to see you two or three times a week. Mm -hmm. But um, if you can whittle down to get into that point, it is nicer because then you get to genuinely coach people, see them often and yeah. not have to worry about loads of different people at once. It's nice. People get way better results on two sessions than one. Um, so maybe even double results. Yeah. And it's not because they're putting twice as much exercise, sorry, effort into the exercise, even though they are. Um, I think it's more like you said, it's the accountability thing. Like if I see someone on Monday, just in a hypothetical example, they'll be really motivated. They'll feel good. They'll do the right things. They'll be on track. And then Tuesday, they'll be on track because they only saw me yesterday. Wednesday, it'll start to fade a little bit. Thursday, we're nearly falling off track. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've screwed it. And then I see him again on Monday. So we're only doing well half the week. If I see someone on Monday and then they're doing well on Tuesday, then it's fading a bit by Wednesday, but that's okay because I'm seeing them on Thursday. Boom. Another spike. I can boost them back up again. Yeah, sure. Yeah, with a little bit of motivation, accountability sort of thing. We're doing the right things. We're staying on track. Friday, they'll do quite well. That sets them up for maybe hopefully a decent weekend. For sure. Now for sure. we're rocking and rolling. Condensing things is always the best way to learn stuff to a degree. If you were trying to learn languages, you wouldn't do it for an hour a week and try and put more time into it. And Hopefully, you yeah. would go to France if you wanted to speak French and you would mm. pick it up a lot faster there. Mm. And that's that's nice both ways from a business point of view and from a client point of view. Because when a client's like, oh, I want to do 10 sessions, maybe one a week for 10 weeks or something... I would always persuade them to do two a week for five weeks instead, which is interesting. better for me, but so much better for them. Because again, condensing it, I, makes you, sense. you're getting the same amount of time and education, but in five weeks, which just means it's going to be fresher. There's less time to forget it in between. There's less time to screw up, like you're saying. There's m more accountability. So yeah, everything's better about doing stuff like that. Agreed. Yeah. And then 30 sessions a week, I'd say, is also the ceiling, especially if you're still doing shifts and stuff at the gym. Yeah, and then the 30 sessions is not 30 hours because some of my sessions will be an hour and 15 and you also can't block book them like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, like that. That never happens. And you wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, actually you wouldn't. Yeah, you're right yeah. anyway because that would just, the quality just reduce. There are so many personal trainers I know that just have like an 8 till 9, a 9 till 10, a 10 till 11. Some of them can do that and some of them might be legitimately good PTs that do that, but... Just no. <laughs> I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah, I could do three in a row, but oh, probably not four. I should say my, um, I should preface, um, I always leave 15 minutes 
um, in between people. Oh, okay. And that's interesting. Like, yeah, just need to to interesting. allow for going over, make it seem like they're the only client I've got, kind of thing, so that yeah. they don't feel like just another number getting yeah. churned out of the machine, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice like that, I think. Yeah, and it just gives you a minute to reset, like especially if you're jumping around between different. I got um, I got called schizophrenic by my girlfriend when I said this before. When you have to jump around between different personalities <laughs> uh, in between clients. But, you know, if you've got, like, someone, I don't know, you just have so many different ends of the spectrum or something, you need that minute in between to reset, also to evaluate their program and be like, oh, yeah, this is what this guy's doing. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. And then go into the session. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm glad you agree. That makes sense, sir. You think we should... Is there anything else you want us to talk about? How are you? Oh, really good, thank you. How was your week? Busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, busy. Um, good times? Yeah. Quite a few sign-ups to the Six Steps Slim program. Excellent. Um, pretty sure there's more members than ever at the minute. Nice. Doing well, so we've survived the end of the world. <laughs> Doing really well. Um, Beth's been working a lot. She's got loads of clients at Pure Gym. Yeah, um, doing well now. Yeah, she's doing really well. She's been doing well the, the, the entire time. Um, she hasn't been trying to collect clients nonstop because um, she's taking it steady, building herself back into it. Also sort of thing. a good idea. Yeah, so she's taking it. But now um, she, she's just been getting inquiries just through like referrals and being a good personal trainer but and also chatting to people at the gym, mm. you know, and stuff like this. Um, so really good there. I've been trying to get a tan. I've been going out in the sun. It's not really working, to be honest. I've managed to burn my thighs a little bit. But nice. Apart from that, I'm mostly still the same colour. Yeah, pale, Caucasian and pink in places. That's the game, sir. That's how we roll, baby. That's, That's the game. Apart from that, not much, is, not much else is happening. I visited some people last week. I went to visit my mum for the first time since literally the first lockdown. Oh, no. Yeah. Bless um, Rovrum. Rovrum. Yes. Rovrum. R U M then pronounced by you. Rovrum. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend. Yes. Rotherham. Will. Rotherham. I've never heard of the place, mate. Um, oh. Sorry, we've just trained chest. <laughs> what happened then? Cramp. Hard cramp. Cramp in your chest. In my chest. From yeah. training chest. Yeah. Do you get enough salts in your diet or what's happening over there, sir? No. <laughs> you want to stay hydrated? <laughs> Don't, don't do that. People at home are going to hate I'm you. I'm not going to. I know. That probably sounded awful. No, do you never get that? Like, you're having a shower after you train chest or something, and it's always when I'm going to, like, wash my armpit um, or, is there another, or or go to my hair or something like that, and i got to, like, reach across my body, and it just cramps, like, it's so hard, and it's so painful, and I have to, like, throw my arm open with my other arm. Forget that. I know what you mean, but not intensely or really. What am I doing wrong? Not really, probably not stretching enough, or maybe you're just not hydrated, or maybe you don't have enough mm. salt. It could all. Nobody really knows why cramp. Why people really get cramp? There's not really. Yeah, because I don't really get cramp. Uh, I don't get cramp ever randomly. It's always local to the muscle I've trained. I have. If there is one thing I'm good at at the gym, it isn't being big, <laughs> it isn't particularly being strong, but I'm it's very good getting at- getting cramp. I'm good at proprioception, I'm really good. <laughs> I really am, yeah. What a specific skill that's ridiculous. I know, it's weird, right? Go on then, define proprioception. Oh, well technically people. it's like the sixth 
sense along with another one or something, which is proprioception is your ability to know um, where your body is in space and time relative to the rest of your body without using any visual cues or anything like that. So you can just close your eyes and twitch your nose, but I can't close my eyes and twitch your nose. Or if, you don't, if you've got your eyes closed and you're not looking at your feet, you still know which way they're pointing. Exactly. Kind of and then there's another one as well that's slightly different that's something to do with your correlation to space and time. Like I can close my eyes and shit don't start spinning, you know. And that's when people with vertigo have like issues or something because oh, those balance. things just like flip. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just like having a good mind muscle connection and it just means more pain, I guess. Like I, I feel like I could squeeze my bicep hard enough until it tore. Could you do that, do you think? No. I'm, I, I could do that. I could sit I here and like, don't there's a certain way, that. I used to be able to do it in school, where I can like, yeah, and it starts feeling like it's going to friggin' tear, you know? No? No, I don't know. So I, I don't know, I think I, it's I just really don't like think one thing that I've... I think you should try it on camera now, try and tear your own bicep off with just your mind. I don't think that's ever going to work. That bicep's looking pretty juicy over there. Thanks, bro. Though. We're working on triceps at the minute, that's what's need to be hit. Are you actually working on arms at the minute? Your arms yeah, are literally I've, since returning to the gym. I've, I've taken, now that I've smashed legs for the last like three years... Do the years, bicep pose. The bicep does overpower the tricep a little bit. It's not terrible. But no. The, tri no. the tricep looks good, but the bicep looks big. Yeah, it's always been like that. I think it's because I started climbing first, which is, I guess, we're breaking it down, starting training back and bicep. You do to do a lot of A year or two stuff, before. Exactly. A year or two before um, any actual training and whatnot. So probably just that. Yeah. And some kind of genetics as well. Who knows? Some poor tricep genetics. My brother, have you... you I've not seen your brother for a long time. I should show you my brother now. He got wham. He got far he got too big. Wham. Wham. What's that? Wham is it just big. He's got too Mexican. big, bro. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> he, he started lifting and muscle just likes him. <laughs> so it's just landed on him and he just looks huge, <laughs> Muscle bro. just landed on him. It's, he it's, just it's, absorbed muscle, did he? Well, he's training. he's been training for about six months now and he's bigger than me and I've been going for five years. <laughs> not fair. <laughs> It's funny. It really is. Yeah, I've been training for I don't even know how long. Maybe like twelve years. Some people are born bigger than me. Some people can yeah. bench. Some people who've never bench pressed can bench press more than me. Bizarre, isn't it? Literally. Yeah, you get it. Some people just made it that way. I was watching a comedy podcast, and this guy who doesn't weightlift started weightlifting and benched one hundred and forty for three after one month. See, that's it, yeah. I might have seen him. I'm was wrong. that recently? Um, it was a guy on Fighter in the Kid po podcast called Chappelle Lacey. Oh, okay, um, no, no, no. But yeah, they, they, they had videos. On, on, and that they put on, so it's not like, he wasn't just lying. They put videos on, he did 144 reps. I'm like, he's been training one month. What did you get the other day? Your body weight for 17 or something? 18 reps. Stupid, 18 that's ridiculous. Reps. Is that good? That's so good. Is it? I don't yeah. know. I couldn't do that with my body weight. Yeah. Because I'm a little fat boy. Yeah, 18 times on bench. <laughs> without stopping. And what was that, about 70 for you? Yeah. 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 Nice. I'm probably really like 72. <gasps> you know, if we actually get nitpicky. Bullshit then. I know. Paul Cap, he's lying. Yeah. Someone call him out. Maybe I could have done 15 reps with 72. All right. Not legit. Well, <laughs> that's why I asked. No, that is pretty I legit. don't know if that's actually good or not. Yes, it is. Yeah. My body weight, I could probably get for 10, if that, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the benchmark, the benchmark, if you pardon the pun, for being above average, I think it is, at bench, is to be able to bench body weight. How many one. times? One? Yeah. That's above average? Yep. When we... um cast a broad net and we actually look at what average is, you know what I mean? Not like a gym average, like an average, mm. populace-wise. I think the average <coughs> one, not the average Excuse person. Excuse me for coughing loads. It's all right. I think the person who, a man, for example, who doesn't 
exercise, I think on average can bench like 40 kg. I think that's like a non-trained average. I don't know where I've are you, got... Are you picking that from a statistic? Or I'm just, just saying, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know where that information has come from, but in the re recesses of my mind was suggested then that a non-lifter can bench 40. <laughs> and it just kind of came forward. I just thought I'd just say it to you. That's how you say you most of your advice. The little voice in the back of your head goes, yes, no, that's good. Put that one say on. this, don't like it. I like it. Yeah. It's fancy. It's dressed up with a nice little hat and coat. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> nice, bro. It's all for narrative. That's we, what I think, but I don't know where I've got that information. I, would, I don't think you'd be wrong with that. And there's be a sliding factor with that person's weight, but then there's a sliding factor relative to what they're lifting anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just you were like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, <I'm, laughs> smile and wave, boys. Yes, I know some of those words that you used, William. <laughs> Not quite in that order, That's but yes. Hilarious. Um, I'm glad you're okay, mate. I've had. I'm glad you've had a nice week. Yeah, it's been good. Thank you. I'm glad you you've got a solid bench. <laughs> That's nice for you, well done. I've been working on it. Shouldn't I've good. been working on it. Do you want to go into some news topics, please? Because we've got like literally nine to get through. <gasps> I don't know how much time we want to spend on each one of these. An hour. This is this is um, from Indie One Hundred, which is apparently a news publication. I'm not. I wasn't exactly. Sounds aware. legit. Um, woman says complimenting someone on weight loss is fat phobic, and sparks internet debate. Article by Brianna Robinson. Yesterday, um, a woman has sparked a debate on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> People are arguing on Twitter. Oh, what a surprise. How amazing. How newsworthy. And the grass is green still. Yeah, pe people are arguing on Twitter how this, this is literally newsworthy somehow. Um, after saying that complimenting someone on their weight loss is inherently fat phobic, Sarah Kelly, who goes by... We'll not give her handle a shout out. You don't need to go to... Twitter, this woman, just, just move on with your life. On Twitter, took to the platform to share her thoughts about complimenting people on their weight loss. Quote, Complimenting people on their weight loss is inherently fatphobic. There is no way to do it that doesn't imply that their body was less worthy when it was bigger slash softer. Find something else to compliment. <laughs> Find something else to compliment. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your instant reaction? That's it. Done. Concluded. Moving on. now. Hilarious. Oh, so bad. Hilarious. In a subsequent tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> In a subsequent tweet, she added alternatives such as "You have so much energy, it's great" as a compliment. But do you know what I'm thinking? A real measurable this? fucking she, she, <laughs> true metric. <laughs> no, I'm coughing. Sorry. Um, laughing's loosening these old lungs, getting some steam going in the old engine. All being the word. Um, she's saying, I understand where she's coming from, that if you say to someone they've lost weight, you're saying that they used to be overweight. But she's saying, you can say you have so much energy, it's great. That is that not saying that you didn't used to have loads of energy and you weren't great? <gasps> yes or no? <laughs> Another one she says... Tricked by her own logic. Um, is you could, you could tell them, you are glowing. Are you saying I didn't used to glow? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, you're getting down to the old, you look nice today. Well, didn't I did look I nice look yesterday? So I only look nice now that exactly. it's, it's worth pointing out. Yeah. Do I usually look recognizably not nice, Kelly? Yeah. Also, the, the, the confines of, you said worth, like that you weren't a worthier when you were bigger. That, the confines of that are strictly within that person's brain as to what is worthy to them. You know, the person that's actually having the fat loss that's got there. Like, that's all relative to what they personally consider their body to be worthy at. Not anyone else's definition. So what are you even talking about? 
We've got some we've got some quotes from what some other people said on Twitter. If you'd like to oh, hear, someone them. else has uh, jumped some, in. Have they? Some, I've got this as the point. There's an argument on Twitter. What a surprise! Um, people in the comments had mixed opinions about Kelly's posts, as is it's, in, it's just Twitter, isn't it? So some said it was a nice way to make sure overweight people aren't upset, but many others took issue with her stance. One said, "As someone who has lost fifty pounds since August." Fuck all that. <laughs> Tell me how much better I look. I lost the weight because I wanted to look better. This is what I'm saying. It's confined to their own brain, isn't it? Some of my clients, you know, they lose weight. They're feeling great. They've got smaller clothes or they're fitting nicer in the clothes and they're feeling really confident and they've come out of lockdown and gone to see people. Mm -hmm. And some people have been a little bit upset, rightly or wrongly, mm -hmm. that when they've gone to see their family or friends, no one said anything. And they've actually lost three stone and been working real hard. Yeah. And they want people to like say, Imagine. oh, you're all looking yeah. nice because they're feeling nice. Of course. Oh, you're looking slim because they're feeling slim. But some people have not said anything. You could look at it from yeah, two ways because maybe their friends are just not looking at how much they weigh. You know, maybe your friends are not, they weren't judging your weight in the first place. No. You know, maybe not, you, you know, so you can't tell what people are thinking. And it is, it does come with an assumption that you are assuming that that person's ideology of better is leaner there and then in life. True. You, you, you're approaching with that assumption and I guess that's the, the, yeah, the depth of the true. argument that you could cling on to if you were saying that it was fat phobic is that you're assuming. But, yeah, you've got, there are certain things in life that you A, have to assume for practicality and B, are going to be 99.9% .9 right on every time anyway. So you're just rolling with statistics at that point. Which is allowed. That's how people go through life. That's why I don't step out in front of fucking cars because I know that it's a road and there's cars. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Do you jump know what out I mean? Window, you know it's like at this point, I'm just proceeding as any human would with the current situation that I've got. You've just got to exist somehow, haven't you? <laughs> I'm all for anything that's positive for people. Exactly. Um, yeah. Other other quotes. I lost fifty pounds. If no one complimented me, I'd have dropped all my friends. Seems harsh. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's the right Get thing to friends. do. If you don't say I look nice, we're not friends anymore. Gun to the head. Say I look nice. Say it. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, that was a lot of work and saved my life. I didn't care that I was fat and and that people and the people complimenting me didn't either. I was dying though and immobile and they knew. So the end of the end of the day it depends on who's complimenting. That's basically True. what you just said. Um, and I also see where they're coming from because I know that when I, in fact, I said to some chap in the gym the other day, uh, a bus driver who I couldn't have put my finger on how much weight he's lost, but a lot of weight went from a large gentleman to not a large gentleman anymore. And um, I don't remember actually commenting on his fat loss. I just told him he looked awesome. And I think if you just go with that general approach, then no one's ever going to be pissed off that they look awesome. Uh, and especially actually that was with a bloke this time around, but in the times in the past where I felt it um, appropriate or that I just wanted to say well done to a female in the gym as well. Yeah. So much easier to approach and say, you look awesome. You look r really good. You've just been killing it and well done. Nothing creepy, nothing weird. That's just, that can be perceived any way you want, but whatever it is, it's going to be positive. That's nice. I think that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, because it can be sensitive sometimes, which is where these 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 back and forth things are coming from. It is a sensitive yeah. subject for people, isn't it? Yeah. Some people don't like their weight yeah, being like, well, for better or worse. For, I, I've had people come up to me before and say, um, like, are you cutting or like, oh, you look smaller or something. Yeah, I've had people come up to me before that themselves are new to the gym, not particularly switched on to the fact that 
I hate how small I am and want nothing to be, not nothing except to be bigger. And they come and be like, you're looking small and like good and wiry or some shit. And I'm like, oh, fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and different perceptions of, um, of what is good. I once had one of my Chinese clients say to me that I would be perceived as a god in China. And I was like, okay, why? And they went, because you're skinny and pale. Which is obviously the two like beauty standards that they hold on a on a little pedestal. Whereas That's over here, you're going for. I ain't going for skinny and pale. <laughs> you know, I want juicy tan boy. Um, but, I mean, but you're gonna get... you are skinny and pale. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're complimenting you, and that's it. They're, they're just, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, so I think you also have to bear in mind someone's intentions a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, we'll move on from this one. Yeah. Um, but Ronnie B eight three one on Twitter says, if somebody makes the effort to lose weight, why shouldn't they be complimented for achieving their goal? Yeah, if we're positive, we're positive, right? I mean, if you're trying to be nice, then sometimes it's about your intentions, isn't it? If you're trying to be nice, you're blurred lines, but yes, I agree. Um, Viti Dal, unknown. Um, with this logic, a compliment on anything is degrading to something else. That's basically what I said. Like, yes. Yeah. If you sit in, if you just keep following that, like through, if you then... want to, yeah. If you if you want to hate life, go for it, man. If you want to see the bad and everything, ways, yeah. You, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, this person's name. Name, Ship of Theseus, uh, tag, Jewish Space Laser. <laughs> I don't know what... What? I don't know what that is, but okay. I know um, something about the Ship of Theseus, but I can't... Oh, I don't memory. even know. Uh, his profile picture looked cool, though. Oh, no, the Ship of Theseus is... If you were to remove a, a plank from the Ship of Theseus one by one and put it in a pile and... Re oh no, if you were to replace a plank one by one to rebuild the ship as it broke, at what point is it not the ship of Theseus anymore, but it becomes something new? Is it? Yeah, I think so. In the metaphysics of identity, the ship of Theseus yeah. is a thought experiment that raises the question of whether an object that has all of its components replaced yeah. remains fundamentally the same object. You got that perfect. Thank you. Good man. I've never even heard of this. You. You I've go. never even heard of this, I don't think. Interesting or, stuff. Or if I have, I've forgotten. I've it's just, brain I, stuff. It's interesting. I have no memory of this. That's why I know nothing except the first line of it. <laughs> the concept is one of the oldest in Western philosophy, having been discussed by the likes of Heraclitus and Plato, um, 500 to 400 BC. Hukin over there. Yeah, and Hukin. <laughs> Play, in, in with Plato. <laughs> Mr. Philosophy over here. Beautiful. Um, As you were. He says, I lost 80 pound last year. Good going, sir. That's um, every single person who notices and asks how I lost all the weight makes me feel great. I hated being fat and there was nothing good about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Fair, yeah. And it's all personal. That's the end, but it's all personal. Done. And that was done with the, with bullshit, wasn't it? At the start, that was it. We Everyone knows what the conclusion is to that. <laughs> I think if you're trying to be nice, you're trying to be exactly. nice. That's all you can do. Exactly. Isn't it? That's all you can do. I know a lot of people that like to be complimented on things that they're trying hard at. Mm. Why not? Isn't it? Why not? Uh, shall we move on? Yes, please. You might like this one. This article is called Midlife Strength Training. And I've omitted, although I will be posting the links, what actual news publication posted this, but it's by Ari, Alice Barraclo. Mm -hmm. um, two days ago, the quote at the top, so the subtitle is, I look better at 59 than I did at 30. May I continue? The benefits of weight training have been well documented. Sounds like a fucking Brendan Schaub quote. Well documented. <laughs> <laughs> um, decades of research have shown training can reduce your body fat, improve your posture, protect your bones and heart, make you happier, and even help you live longer. 
Nice, agreed. Powerful. All correct. Yet for years, women in particular have presumed that cardio, such as running, cycling, and endless steps on the cross trainer, is the only way to stay in shape, when lifting weights conjured up images of muscled men dominating the weight section of the gym. That's that's quite common, would you say? Yes. Yeah. Lessening, though, would you also say? Quite rapidly. Ladies are getting more used to the idea of weight training and it's becoming more sort of normality and sort more of... More normality. There's definitely a fashion around it as well a bit, which is nice to see. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, ladies don't mind looking toned, especially if you no, like no. to wear dresses. I know some ladies that don't like to yeah. have the collarbone showing too much, but they do want to be slim. Yep. So they like to build a little bit of upper chest muscle maybe. Maybe if you've got a little bit of back muscle and some shoulders, the dress just hangs a little bit. It just adds to that hourglass. You can be really slim without just being straight. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah, for sure. You can be curvy and slim. That's and that, a real thing. You saying back as well, is that's one of the ones. Because yeah, upper body wise, women are never wanting arms or pecs or anything like that particularly not, not but often i get like hey i'd like quite like a nice back and it's usually derived dresses, from a strappy dress type yeah. thought process yeah. yeah yeah or women have different types of clothing where the back's out mm-hmm. isn't it sometimes mm-hmm. yeah um look at those males talking about fashion and <laughs> yeah, clothes <laughs> women wear clothes with straps and things and <laughs> i'm the least fashionable it, person <laughs> ever and i can't name any women's clothes particularly but it's a real thing no, me neither. That's a real thing. Um, but lifting weights isn't just a man's game, nor is it limited to sprightly 20-somethings. Also true. Also true. Also true, isn't it? Um, and not emphasised enough. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I thought we'd bring this up, because I thought you would agree with this, as, as I did, that all the things that young people do, like people who are in their 20s, protein shakes, vitamins and minerals weightlifting and stuff like this, trying to get jacked. That's actually better for elderly. The older you get, that's what, the older you get, the more you should be doing that. Younger people, it doesn't really matter if they do it. They're not going to be, it's not. They're balanced. Yeah, you know, if you're still in your 20s or 30s, it's it's easier to maintain your muscle mass and stuff yeah, like this. You don't particularly for health, at least, need any more muscle mass than any. Just just for health, I'm talking mass. about. Yeah, you could, then people you want to have look on you. Yeah, muscly, okay, but just for health, are you doing okay? Yeah. it's elderly people when they get sarcopenia, age-related yeah. muscle and strength loss. Then it starts to become sarcopenia. Sorry, sarcopenia. Yeah, that's that's age-related muscle and strength loss. Oh, that's okay, literally cool. the medical term for it. Like as you get oh. weaker, as you get older. Yeah, uh, like as a diagnosed condition, you would have sarcopenia. Ah, so um, due to inactivity, um, due to worse hormonal profiles, usually due to sometimes poor eating and lower calorie eating. As people get older, past 60, 70, 80 years old, people's calorie intake goes down. Because yeah. um, you find a lot of elderly people, they, maybe their the kids have left or something like this. They, they're, they're not cooking big massive they meals like, like they used oh, to. I can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. They can't, yeah, they can't always be bothered all the time. Sometimes you haven't got teeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's like, you yeah. know, or just like, yeah, there's just different issues. Yeah. Yeah. You've eaten loads of stuff by the time you're 80. Some people are bored of it. <laughs> you just, you've only been chewing every day. Oh, oh God. God. For God's sake. It's a weird way of looking at it. That. Um, by our early 40s, most of us are starting to lose muscle mass at a rate of about 5% per decade. Hmm. I've heard another one of the facts that appears to me from the back of my mind, which I have no literal backing up for whatsoever, that I've heard it can be about 1% per... Um, year, that would be. What did you say? 5% per... 1% what? per year after a certain age. Yeah, but I forget what the age is. Yeah, but this, this is saying after 40s... 5% per what was it? 5% per decade. Per so decade. 0.5% so per year yeah. after you're 40. Okay. Yeah. Might make sense. Yeah. I can't say whether that's exactly yeah, statistical truth, to think but, about that, but age-related muscle and strength loss is definitely it's a real definitely thing. It's definitely true either way, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a real thing. It's 
use it or lose it. Um, oh, that's exactly what the nice. article says. It says the decline in skeletal muscle gets increasingly worse. Use it or lose it, as the saying goes. Oh, um, midlifers, it says, a midlifer. Halfway someone's, through. Someone seems in the middle of their life. They're in week 26 Halfway of their dead. life. Yeah. Who strength <laughs> train. <laughs> Midlifers who strength train, which involves putting stress on muscles, can actually slow or reverse muscle loss and restore strength. Ah, True. Yeah, Build yeah. stronger bones. Uh, one of the leading causes of indirect death in this country with elderly people is due to muscle and strength loss and bone weakness. An oh, elderly no. person will fall over, break a rib, break a hip, break a wrist. They have to go into hospital and then they catch some contagious virus or something. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, that then it's that, that, yeah, that's, it, li that's literally a cause. The catalyst of, was just poor bones breaking or something yeah. yeah they fall down the stairs or you you wobbly or which you i would say over. in terms of physiology after a healthy um fat what did you say uh, body fat percentage muscle mass percentage is probably the next most important thing muscle mass is directly correlated with all cause mortality that means all forms of yeah, death exactly. where the more muscle mass you've got the less chance you've got of dying of anything including Kidnap. Anything, no, anything. Uh, yeah, because you could fight off an intruder yep, better. Yeah, because you could fight yep, off an intruder better. If you get <laughs> stabbed, you've got more protection. If yep. you get shot, you've got more protection. If you fall down the stairs and an old woman, you've got why, more you protection. You yeah, yeah, you if you're in a car accident, you're sturdier. You've got less chance of diabetes because your muscles are bigger, so they absorb more carbs. You've got less chance of heart disease and stuff like this because how did you get that muscle unless you've got crazy genetics most people have to exercise to get yes. muscle so how did you even get Pumped it you heart. must be exercising somehow so yeah. your heart and lungs are probably stronger yeah you know if you get cancer there's you, you're, you're a stronger person before as well as just having more tissue on you as well to be just basically everything yeah yeah it's just just basically everything literally better muscle mass is correlated with longer lives definitely um, so it's very important for people as they age to understand that it's it's optional for like 20, 30 year olds. Yeah, you can exercise, you're trying to look good, trying to feel good, whatever you're doing. But as you get past 40, 50, if, if you're looking to maybe live a bit longer, but live better. Yeah, is the key. Live better. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some clients when they've come to me literally last year and we've been working on it since. Um, ladies who wouldn't dare walk on their own down past the end of their garden. For fear of falling or something. Yeah, because if number one, if they yeah, fall, they can't get back up. Poor mobility. It just, that's just the knee issues, thing. hip issues, yeah. weight issues, mobility issues, flexibility issues. Got to start squatting. If I if I if I thought if I, I couldn't get up if I fell over, I also wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, fair. That'd be I would. So scary. But I, I would. In fact, that's anywhere. my auntie at the minute. She's had two some knee things done that means she can't bend her knee past here. That throwing some other general low levels of athleticism means that she can't get up off the floor either mm. if she falls over mm. it's like look around mm. and like shuffle to the stairs mate well that's what i taught her to do shuffle her bum to the stairs and then yes. do like a tricep dip until yes. you can stand up that's it i've literally done zoom personal training sessions with some ladies over lockdown and done getting up and down technique sessions you told me that yeah. yeah and one of them got to the point where she could get up and down off the floor and she was like connor yeah what i can do yeah 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 literally Changed my life yeah literally yeah. Yeah, because now more freedom. I said to her, literally, your world's become 3D. Ah! You could only go left and right, but now you can go up and down. And <laughs> <laughs> you've got more, there's more dimensions yeah, to your, so actually your life now. Yeah, that's, that's right. wild, isn't it? If you ever ask for like, an old lady to jump, not happen. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, but like, I don't like, like a little jump, like that is what they're clearing probably off yeah. the floor. It's mad. Yeah. Well, when do you ever have to jump? You're just not trained that's, at yeah. it. Yeah. And that's, I guess, the complication with the old age thing and introducing training is that. 
if you genuinely, if you have trained most of your life going into old age, you're either going to stop, but then like, you know, you've stopped or you're just going to continue because it's a lifestyle. But if you haven't trained until you get to an old age, your lifestyle has been not training. And so it's going to be very hard then to start being like, well, <laughs> now I'll, now I've got my old frail body, I'll start putting it to use. It's, you still should though. You still should. You still definitely you should. Still should. It's There's never too late. You definitely should. Even it's going to be harder. Gonna stop a lot of people. But yeah, I agree. You it shouldn't. Should. You just yeah. need to do it. It really, really needs doing. Um, I'm always really impressed with my first ever mentor, Chris Burgess from Lift the Bar, because he essentially exclusively only trains people who are like 60 years or older. Oh, no, no. And he puts videos on of like, a lady or a gentleman who literally couldn't get out of a chair like this and you'll be I'm wired in but you'll be surprised people can't get up without pushing or pushing on the knees or the chair yeah. they actually can't get up and really struggle to get off the toilet and stuff like this um, and then six months to a year later you're the same person deadlifting 40 for 10 yeah or deadlifting 60 for 4 yeah or something and it's just like or some shit, yeah, yeah just doing a nice squat with like a 30 bar or something I'm like absolutely incredible because the jump that the, saves lives yeah, that like, kind of stuff because that like say if you take 30 kilos the jump between able to squat 30 kilos and 60 kilos is negligible and not impressive and who cares but to go from that of needing zero to 30 to, to that to that life so change fucking good well life change. exactly yeah life change because you don't really need to be stronger than squatting 30 unless no, you've got you specific goals you find that also, you can squat have you ever heard of the theory of strength in reserve i think i might have yeah i think we spoke about this on a podcast a long time ago yeah yeah so yeah we did actually yeah and that's yeah, reps as a reserve, brief, all this kind of business sorry not reps in reserve strength in reserve i.e in old age um oh you have also mentioned this yeah reps yeah. in reserve is relative to training sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you have also mentioned this um having strength in reserve is having and the example that you'd use is like if you take someone that could squat 100 kilos versus someone that could only squat 20 or something and both those people fell down the stairs and got injured and put in a wheelchair for a little bit, the ceiling of yes. the person that could squat 20 kilos, their ceiling for athleticism was a 20 kilo squat. And beyond that, probably a light jog, a bit generally just walking around day to day. Mm. So if that person falls down the stairs and takes that much time to recover and come back to life, they are then limited. Their new ceiling will probably just be walking. So and they'll not be able to jog it ever again, maybe, if they're like old enough. We're talking maybe to say they're 50 or something, these people. If it's a 50-year-old that's squat 100 kilos, they fall down the stairs, maybe they can then squat... Sorry, yeah, maybe they can then squat only 80 kilos or something, 70. And then, oh no, they can only squat 70, 80 kilos. But they can still run, they can still uh, play with their grandkids, you know, this, that, and the other. And that's the importance of it, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and specifically with the exercise squats as well, because that the, the squat is, I'd argue, maybe the only exercise that is a movement. A of, human movement. Of life, yeah, yeah, before it is an exercise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you have to squat in day-to-day -day life pretty much. Getting out of the chair, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, walking's not really sometimes classed as exercise, even though it kind of is, but it also kind of isn't. Again, depends where your threshold is. Depends who you are. Yeah, yeah, but no. Two things about that, then. Yeah, I, I agree with what you've said. So if, if, like, for example, I broke my leg and I had a pot on or something and I lost some muscle mass, it wouldn't be that big deal because I've got decent leg muscle mass. If somebody who's got poor leg muscle mass lost muscle mass, that might be an issue. Exactly. Sort of thing. It also reminds me of... A story that I don't actually remember, but that I've been told several times. Good story. When I got diagnosed with cancer, when I was like, I was only like eight or ten, I can't even remember, young. Um, I think like eight or something like this. Um, the doctor, it would have been in 
one of the Leeds hospitals said to like my mum and dad, oh, you're obviously your son's got cancer. I'm really sorry. Shit, uh, yeah. My dad said, really? Because yesterday he was doing like one-handed press-ups. And the doctor said, good, that'll help him. Ah, sweet. Literally, so he, he understood as well that if you were a bit of a stronger... That's not, that nice I was, not that I was a strong kid. But, but you were a light kid. Yeah, I was a light you kid. You were a chemo kid with no weight on you doing, <laughs> one, under, put, doing one finger push-ups. <laughs> all 30 kilos of you. Just interesting, you just reminded me with the story. No, no, you're dead right, yeah. With the Makes strength sense, and reserve it? thing, yeah. it just jogged that memory for some And it, I think th- there's... You can really get lost in the science of that. But if you, if you go to the extremes and you put a bodybuilder that's just juiced out of his mind on... Uh, a hospital bed or something. There's just so much more. Um, well, I always forget the word. It begins with D. That that means going backwards. Degenerative. There's so much more like degeneration to happen to that person to get to a point that they're a frail, bed-bound person. Yeah. If they've got that much muscle tissue on you, muscle falls away fast if you don't utilize it and take it through tr- um, training and whatnot regularly. But so much slower if you've actually got it in the first place. Yeah, I'm sure you'll agree. I agree. So so next topic. Yeah, next topic. Next topic. Weightlifting is not only for people that want to be bodybuilders or jacked. If you want to be healthy and live longer and better and have a better quality of life and be free of all more diseases and ailments and issues, then weightlifting, it's good. Stay strong. Um... I'm going to skip down to the bottom and then I'll go back because uh, I know you said you wanted to talk about this. So um, talk about the guy. Don't talk about the article I had because your article seemed better But talk about I was. Go- that's exactly what I was going okay, for. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to speak about Kamel Nanjiani. Have you seen him? Is that all? right? Um, yeah. Yes, I've seen this guy. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen should... Google. Oh, not work, yeah. No, it's not. You can't. Not going to be able to show the camera, but you can Google his his name. It's as it sounds with a K at the beginning. Kumail K U M A I L, and then it'll come up. But it's Nanjiani with a J, which spelled as it sounds. Um, what do you have to say about this gentleman? I've seen his. I've seen his crazy physique transformation. Yeah, yeah. It's just well, it's an interesting one. There could be some uh, some what some sauce going on there. Some some sauce of what kind? Some creatine some supplementing. <laughs> Creatine, you say? No, so obviously, as a holy, well, if it, creatine, that's that's the joke in the industry, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an interesting one because obviously the immediate question is, has he done it naturally? And who okay. knows? Who knows? He's going to be. First of all, I know. I know too. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I said who knows, I had an answer to that. That wasn't rhetorical. <laughs> we know, but um, but it is blurred lines still. I'd think because, like, is if it? we were to look at his physique, is that physique? achievable for someone that has those the right genetics yes. to get there yes every day of the week absolutely definitely maintainable yes yeah but if you, if you good you'd probably want to bulk up every now and then he's maintaining year-round shreds at the minute so that's red flag number one very that's red flag do. number two to me red flag number one to me is the crazy speed of the transformation well, that, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from never doing much training because that's the main to, thing to, to looking like literally a superhero which is what he's done yeah. it for if you it? find like a before and after photo it's it's crazy um and, and also the age that he's coming out of to this kind of lifestyle true dude's in his 40s and has been a the token doughy little indian dude in in everything on cinema forever <laughs> uh and then all of a sudden he's gone no nah, i'm gonna be 
the jacked Indian dude. And he's going to be a superhero, isn't uh, he? Yeah, he's, and I can't wait because <laughs> name a bigger nerd. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be awesome. He's in Eternals and he's also just been cast in Star Wars, which is very interesting, which I think is why he's keeping it up. Um, the games. I, I uh, actually think as well, Will, that you're being... Um, yeah, I think you're right. Don't call me out on it. Inadvertently no. accidentally no. racist. No, no, no. <laughs> as no. he's actually a Pakistani-American was... comedian, not Indian. I was hoping that someone on the internet Google. would call me out instead. Uh, I've <laughs> just Googled it. Someone on Twitter, um, ideally, call me but out. But there you go. It's just an accident, isn't it? Um, um, but are you saying yeah, that there's some maybe some Mexican supplementation going on with Mex- him? Are you saying that maybe he's supplementing with some... A little some, bit of guacamole. He's been eating that same horse meat that Canelo Alvarez was eating. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that Mexican horse meat. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so... And, and actually, he's an interesting one. Do you know who Rob... Um, Rob McElhinney is. No. Or McElhinney, I think he's called. I, r- search Rob McElhinney. In fact, I might have a photo. Okay, M- McElhenney. Yeah, I think I've got a photo. This guy, yes him. or no? This guy here. See if you can find a before and after of him just for your own eyes. And again, people at home. Um, but McElhenney. so they've done an interview together because they're reasonably close mates. And... Um, was there a lot of testosterone flying around the room? <laughs> a lot of uh, injected testosterone flying around the room, that's for sure. Oh, this guy's in incredible shape. He's in, but, right, so he's the creator of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, for anyone that knows that excellent show. And he thought that it would be funny for one season, he also stars in it, if the characters just got grossly obese for a season. Okay. He just thought that'd be funny because he looked at, like, the cast of Friends and was like, oh, these guys are getting more attractive as the season goes on and it picks up more popularity and it gets more of a budget and the actors earn more and more money, they're getting more attractive. Why don't I go the opposite way? So for a season, he decided, <laughs> search Rob McElhinney fat, right? It's I just saw some pictures then. Gross too, yeah. how, like, be a belly fat he got. Because he did it, he, he gained and lost about 60 pounds or something in six months, gained and lost, and then turned into that diced machine. And, yeah, so he, he was, like, the first guy that sort of did that. And then him and um, Kamel were doing an interview where they were hinting at supplement use and whatnot. Were uh, they? And steroid oh, use and whatnot. That's which very is, nice and honest of them. Which is very nice and honest of them. Still, they and again, I understand there's a um, po- there's politics to it and to Hollywood. You can't just be doing True. whatever you want. But yeah, they could have been a bit more endearing about it, but they were a bit more honest about it, which I appreciate, yeah. But I it appreciate isn't, that. You can't just be straight up about these things though, if you're a Hollywood actor. You can't, no. Because no, not even some kind of the mystiques. Technically, there's legalities to things. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. That's the, the biggest problem. If The Rock turned around and was like, yeah, I'm pounding this, that, 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 and the other. This is where I get it, and it's all illegal. It's not going to go well for him, is it? So he can't. Probably not. No, probably, probably not. not. There's going to be no benefits to that. And then really. there's the stigma of, I don't know, he's on gear and he's a gearhead. And that's why I, I don't want to say anything bad about it because he's used it to get to a certain point quickly for his career, whatever. If you're, in, if you're training in the gym, it gets to the point where taking steroids for a bloke that has those kind of goals would be the next, I guess, pardon the pun, natural progression would be to go unnatural. Because say if you've been training for a decade, you'd be hard pressed to put on a kilo of muscle a year with very hard work, training five days a week. If If I was training five days a week and only putting on one kilo of lean mass a year, knowing that the first year of training you could maybe expect to put on 10 kilos, those profitable returns are just bullshit. And at that point, I'm not wasting my time like that. I'm going to jump on gear. And that's kind of the, again, natural progression, evolution of training. But someone like Kamel just turned it around, turned on the dime, and obviously started getting like that. It's a bit indicative of some kind of PDEs or something. Would you agree? Some Mexican supplementation. What are you saying? Um, Yes, I agree. Probably what he's done is... 
use a little bit of the sauce <laughs> to jack himself up real fast. And then he's probably switched over to a testosterone replacement dose, okay. which, which will be a, a lower high, dose, a lower dose, but a high testosterone replacement dose because these things are not illegal in America. You can just mm, pay doctors just to not. get, you can get growth hormone, you can get testosterone, you can get some decathrone in there if you wanted to on a legal prescription for health, which or because his testosterone stuff. levels might be declining, especially after steroid use, especially at his age, probably get tested, low testosterone. Oh, doctor, help me, please. I wonder if you can claim that on mental health. Maybe you could. You, mental health would be a part of it if you had low testosterone. That does give people... No, no, if you were just... no Nothing physiologically, but you were just like, I'm small and I don't want to be. Pump me up a bit. Let's go. Let's go. Low, t- low testosterone levels can give people like erectile dysfunction and stuff like that as well. True, so that you, too. you could go for that kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it, you know, if it was true or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably he's jacked himself up a little bit and then dropped down to a, a high testosterone replacement level dose and now just maintaining and just going up a little bit. That'd be a smart thing to do. So what would your thoughts be on both steroids in general and steroids in Hollywood? What do you, in what way? I don't know, just your personal opinion. Like like I've given my two pence on like, that it is just at some point. Again, if you're like, if you're trying to be a strength athlete, if you're trying to be a physique athlete, whatever, it does get to a point where the profitable returns of the amount of blood, sweat and tears you're putting in versus getting yeah. back is just bullshit. It's demoralizing and it's awful. And so it makes sense that you're gonna do it then. Again, but And I should say, I should in my head, I would like people at that point to then not go writing home about it but to proceed still telling the truth like if people were to ask like pull them aside and be like yeah but listen <laughs> you know which is why i see that it's hard for people that might just be behind a camera you don't get to, to talk to the other person and be like yeah no but listen it's fine because you know it does just immediately seem like a bad thing but hmm. i'd be interested to see what you thought number one i don't care what people do i don't bug people about their life hopefully they don't bug me about my life i don't really care what people do overall I think if you're in sports, good. I want to see the fastest athletes. Yeah, I want yeah, to see yeah, the biggest, yeah. strongest people. This is it. I wish. Oh, I so wish they had an Olympics that was geared. It's the normal because first Olympics. of all, normal Olympics is geared. The normal. Everyone in the normal Olympics is on gear. We know this exactly. Not everyone, but no. a lot of people. And so that's it. Why don't we just take those people, put them in a, in their own little games, and be like, all right, smash whatever you want. Let's a lot see of sports what require it at do. the highest level. A lot of sports require it at the highest level. Everyone in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is on gear. Not everyone. It, it's so, so easy people. to fake a, a test as well. Or not even fake, to avoid a test. Yeah, some some places don't even test. Yeah. Um, but it'd be very interesting to just be like, all right, Take whatever you want. I want to see what humans can do. Um, let's fly. There are there are there are sports like that in places yeah. like Un- untested powerlifting and whatnot. And yeah, bodybuilding. bodybuilding yeah, yeah. Um, there's mixed martial arts fighting championships where there's no testing whatsoever. All jujitsu is non-tested. Um, I don't think Bellator test or One FC. That, that's like an a- Asian UFC, which is um, like One FC. It's like Asia's UFC, and they have crazy fights. Everyone's jacked up. You should see them. Huh? Everyone's huge. They never get tired. They recover fast. Boom. Excellent sports entertainment. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Superhumans. I want to see Jackson fly. Up and watch him. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I want to yeah. see Spider Man. See someone and... throw a football out of the stadium. <laughs> the ball's on fire. <laughs> like, what could you do? Well, we know that everyone's on gear. A lot of people are. Case in point, everyone's on steroids. We all know this. <laughs> a lot of high level athletes are. Um, yeah. Even footballers, there's a, 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 there'll be a list of footballers every single year that get caught for a. 
performance yeah, enhancing sure. drugs, but yeah. there's a lot of money on the line. And if you can run slightly faster or not get tired, they're not using it to be jacked. And if you yeah. looked at them, because there's different steroids that do different things, they're not all about muscle building. Yeah, one of them about strength, some are about force production, some are about recovery, yeah. some are about cardio capacity. Like but, Lance Armstrong's, his was all yep. about EPO, his VO2 max and uh, increasing red, red, increasing red blood cell exactly. count. Yeah, 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 which has no anabolic effect. It's just purely more oxygen to the muscles yeah heart gains <laughs> yeah and when they looked at the tour de france they had to go back to place number 16 because the first 16 or 15 people all got caught for steroids they're like and again at that point it's like what are you doing, doing? they're all doing it. it lance armstrong got big media attention i know because he lied and he yeah. dropped all the people in it and he did some other things but but <laughs> one of a thousand <laughs> What high level sports? It's just it's just what people do. Yeah, because because people, people will still even be asking like, is Brian Shaw on gear? It's like you don't think the strongest man in the world is on steroids when I know people weaker than me on steroids. You know, it's oh yeah, people in normal gyms. Lots well, this of people is it. On steroids a, all the time. There's a big gap between the people that are like, I've trained for a year and I think I'm ready, but they just don't fancy hard work and they're like, I'll start smashing this. They're the idiots at the gym, and then there's the legitimate ones that use it as a tool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what you'll find most of the time is like Brian Shaw. Let's say he did use steroids and. You know, um, and these bodybuilders, the biggest people in the world, they use less steroids than the people who are in the gyms because yeah. they've got crazy genetics. Yeah, crazy genetics. They've got crazy natural genetics for either being strong or being muscly, like the bodybuilder. Natural. Mm -hmm. They've got the best natural genetics anyway. But then on top of that, they've also got the best like steroid response genetics because mm -hmm. yep. there's two parts to it. It's how do you respond to the gear and how are you naturally, not just what it can be one or the other some people respond naturally really yeah. well but respond poorly to steroids some people steroids it seems like it doesn't affect their health they get no side effects their estrogen levels don't go up they can take loads of steroids no and nothing acne, happens. no hair loss no, no they just feel good yeah. just power. Every, everything's just good some people it fucks yeah, off for sure i forgot exactly what it was but eddie hall was saying not long ago that it was and i'll butcher this paraphrasing it i could be entirely wrong from the get-go but he has something like a very rare gene that means that he is literally just designed to hold muscle like muscle just lands on him it likes being there did you see what and he looked with, like when he was 16 like a bloke he was a bloke at 16 a 30 he was huge he was bloke. bigger than i'll ever be yeah oh, so he was much. 16 yeah, years old exactly so and you don't you don't need to look into whether you've got a special gene or not, or not. at that point this kid just muscle likes being on him and it will stay there whether he wanted to or not so yeah yeah some people have crazy genetics yeah and you get some people at the other end of the spectrum that just don't put more muscle on particular. Yeah, some people are better at swimming, some people yeah. run better, some people are better at maths. Exactly. It's how life goes. It's just variability in all people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's an interesting yeah, it's an interesting one, say like something like maths. I don't know what the uh, parallel would be, but there's cert there's definitely things in other facets of like human um, like the extent of what is humanly possible that are perfectly allowed to like cheat or use little bits of things to boost you like with what like there's no drug testing in maths competitions or whatever or like yeah maybe or, there is <laughs> what about imagine? chess some like, nerd what? sitting up his calculator and he pulls out a line of gear and he's going ah. someone's and on a and he's playing chess yeah they stay up forever they never get tired they focus perfectly what people take Weird. like suspicious daffodil and stuff like this don't daffodils they? <laughs> yeah daffodils yeah ground up daffodils <laughs> I'm um, done that sounds cute for mind performance enhancers it's also a real thing. Caffeine's one, isn't it? Caffeine's yeah, a... yeah. I used to know someone who microdosed LSD three times a week. Well, okay then. To go to their normal little job. I mean, I guess you can do Which, that. Annoyingly, <laughs> there's, there's a legitimate amount of research behind it. Um, and it does seem to have some legitimate arguments to it, but 
Nah, you're all right. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, bro. Yeah, I'd sink. Again, I don't care thing. what people do, really. Unless they're hurting other people, then okay, you don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if people are not hurting anything... No, nah, I go um, crazy. Go ham, yeah. I don't have political leanings, but I would say I'm relatively liberal in that way. I'm not very good with political stuff. Just don't mind what people have to expand do. on that. I don't mind what people do. Oh, That's sweet. the summary yeah. of it. Yeah. I think freedom's good. People should do what they want as long as they're not bothering people. I think that's the most sort of condensed sentence of like an ideology, but it resonates so well if you actually listen to the words in it. Do what you want, don't hurt other people. <laughs> Try and smile if you can. Done. That's it. <laughs> yeah, like if you if you just keep coming back to those two points, there are no real loopholes to that. <laughs> are there? Are there? It'd be a good base foundation to start off at, at least. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. At least, yeah. I reckon next one. Um, I think next Camille's one. jacked. Rob McElhinney's jacked. I'm not. Moving I, on. Are you also aware that you look like Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan if he stopped taking gear? Oh. Are you yes. aware? Google it, people. Google. You mean mini Thor. Oh, I've got the plats as well You've got now. The, you actually oh. look like Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan when he stops when he gets off the gear. Because <laughs> that would just be Thor instead. Because he also looks huge at the minute, doesn't he? And he's, he's so so huge at the minute. <laughs> Did you see that picture recently where everyone was laughing at his yeah. legs? Yeah. Everyone yeah. was taking the yeah. account of his car. Maybe yeah. it was just a bad angle, but... Which is, he hasn't even got bad calves. It is a bad angle. I, I don't really I can imagine he's not got quads because there's no way they're ever, ever getting out in a Thor movie or a Hulk Hogan movie. He, he wore exclusively track pants. <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't know, I'm guessing. I don't know. What's his next topic? How many more have we got in us? Um, we've been on the podcast only one hour four minutes we're not doing bad mm. we're not doing bad um, nice and concise there's loads of news of the week but I guess we won't get through it see all. what's funny is we've been talking on top for an hour but we've said fuck all it's just bullshit <laughs> we've got zero points across yeah. yeah well done cheers for viewing in guys um, next one then I think you'll like this one the article is entitled just don't do it 10 exercise myths right go on this yeah, is in the Guardian on. I will say first this is written by Daniel E. Lieberman. Right. Do you know who that is? No, should I? Um, I do, because I have a book either on that bookcase or that bookcase by him. He's professor of evolution and biology at Harvard oh. or something like this. This guy's the real deal. Yeah, he sounds So like I'm not it. saying we're not going to disagree with some of the sounds things he says. We'll find out. But I'm just field. saying we need to respect this gentleman because this guy's a real deal. I'm not. He's a big dog. My higher education stopped at in human failing science. GCSEs, so I'm listening. That's not true. <laughs> On paper it is. <laughs> That's not true. Um, yeah, maybe okay in terms of actual schooling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it says here, Professor of Human Evolution and Biology at Harvard, author of Exercised, The Science of Physical Activity, Rest and the Pursuit of Health. Oh, cool. Cool guy, cool man. Little introduction, and then I'm going to hit you with these, and you say whether they're right or wrong. All right, we'll, oh we'll, we'll go back and forth. No pressure then. Um, with the end of the with the end of the COVID nineteen pandemic now plausible in sight, seventy percent of Britons say they will hope to eat a healthier diet, lose weight, and exercise more. But how? Question mark. Every year, millions of people vow to be more physically active, but the vast majority of these resolutions fail. True. We all know what happens. After a week or two of sticking to a new exercise regime, we gradually slip back into old habits and then feel bad about ourselves. Pretty much true. Clear, I think the average time somebody sticks to a New Year's resolution is something like six weeks. Something like that. Clearly, we need a new approach because the most common ways we promote exercise, medicalizing and commercializing it. I'm not entirely sure what that means. I don't know what medicalizing exercise is. 
saying you must do it for health reasons. Yeah, maybe. Or the doctor telling you to. Promoting maybe. it. Not totally sure. Commercializing it. Commercializing exercise. That would be marketing it in a in a positive is that a bad way. Thing? I don't think so. I think that's better than marketing cheeseburgers. Yes. I don't entirely get that bit, but okay. Um, this is why he's at Harvard. And this Harvard. is why, yeah, he's, he's a doctor. <laughs> we're not. Um, this is why we're in a basement. He says these are widely not effective, which you you can't really disagree because. People don't generally like exercise. The proof is in the pudding. Most adults in high-income countries, such as the UK and the US, don't get the minimum 150 minutes per week of physical activity recommended by most health professionals. 150 minutes per week. What's that? Two and a half hours. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. I, Interesting. I don't That's not really bad, like, two and a half sessions. Yeah, but I just don't really like specifics. You know, when people are like, you have to do this, or the only way to achieve is this. Anyone that starts something with... You have to is no, I'm not listening to that. All right, well, let's get into the but tips and on, see yeah. then. Let's see. Let's see what the tips are. Um, everyone knows exercising is healthy, but prescribing and selling it rarely works. Okay, I think we can do better by looking beyond the weird world in which we live to consider how our ancestors, as well as people in other cultures, managed to be physically active. This guy is big on ancient humans and human evolution and anthropology and human history. This kind of stuff. So when you when you think about these tips, a tip for you for whether you think they're right or wrong. He's always thinking about what our ancestors in the back did of his head, yeah. versus what we do now. In the back of his head, he's throwing a spear. Yeah, he's thinking about hunter-gatherers all the time. Cool. Got the context. Um, yeah. Um, this kind of evolutionary anthropological perspective reveals 10 unhelpful myths about exercise. Rejecting them won't transform you suddenly into an Olympic athlete, but they might help you turn over a new leaf without feeling bad about yourself. <coughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So myth number one. It's normal to exercise. Mm. Silence. Mm. I'll tell you where... Okay, I'll t- I know what you're thinking, so I'll tell you where he's coming from with this. Because yeah. he's not wrong. He's Again, he's always thinking about hunter-gatherers. Hunter-gatherers would not exercise. No. Not formal exercise. No, because so they are exercising in day-to-day. Always just yeah. for like day-to-day life. So he's saying exercise is not a quote-unquote normal thing because if you take into account all of human history for the vast majority there was no reason for anybody to exercise yes i'll read you the little paragraph underneath it It yes yeah whenever you move to do anything you're engaging in physical activity in contrast exercise is a voluntary physical activity undertaken for the sake of fitness you may think exercise is normal but it's a very modern behavior instead for millions of years humans were physically active only for two reasons when it was a necessity or if it was rewarding Necessary physical activities included getting food and doing other things to survive. Mm-hmm. Rewarding activities included playing, dancing, or training, uh-huh. um, or having fun to develop skills. But no one in the Stone Age ever went for a five-mile jog to stave off decrepitude, that's the word used, or lifted weights whose sole purpose was to be lifted. Great word. <laughs> yeah, no, and it makes sense because I guess they'll have thought more about efficiency back in the day, like... We we eat now because sorry we train now because there's just a surplus of food everywhere and we can eat everything and we have the time to eat it we have all the resources we need to eat everything always whereas back then they would have just had the complete flipped mentality like we are creatures of being lazy naturally and it's because we need to reserve that energy don't we for the natural normal exercise of throwing a spear. In a hunter-gatherer world of the past, where calories were hard to obtain, exactly gaining Precious. body fat and yes, gaining body fat and obtaining calories and was the goal. That's a good idea, especially yeah. if it's an ice age, which yeah. has been like five ice ages in the past human history. Yeah. Why? Why do we think that's what our body's natural disposition is? Is to cling on to shit like that? 
because it's good not for meant survival to be there those, all the time. Yeah, in those environments, it's good yeah, for survival. Okay. But now that's not the modern world that we live in, is it? So this brings us on to the second myth: <coughs> avoiding exercise or exertion means you are lazy. Myth. Again, the point is coming across here, so I'll give you a little bit of context. Uh, I would say nah. I don't think it does make you lazy. No, I agree. It doesn't make you lazy. Basically, what you're saying is no one likes exercise because we're not built. We're not really exercise yeah, again, is a modern thing, thing that we just have to do. It goes against our natural disposition to not exercise. <laughs> um, I also think that there are, in, to, in at least today's modern society, there are different versions of lazy, and um, it's entirely proportionate to um, whatever someone's goal is like yeah like you can be physically lazy if you're a lazy athlete you that might be training two or three times per week but that exactly. might suck you might yeah. need five sessions exactly to be the best in the world you might be you know or you could be somebody else that might be crazy i'm really lazy when it comes to anything that i need to do this is like logistics wise like get in touch with my accountant sort some bank crap out deposit a check anything that like is helpful to me go to the dentist I've had a hole in one of my teeth for the past like year really? because I'm really bad at doing crap like this. Yeah, currently in the process of trying to get my hair did because hair did. you know um, I'm just done. not doing it, getting it did, and it's yeah. not been did yet. So <laughs> here it is, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, the paragraph agrees with what you said. Then, whenever oh, I, whenever, whenever I see an escalator next to a stairway, a little voice in my brain says, "Take the escalator." Am I lazy? Although escalators didn't exist in bygone days, the instinct um, is totally normal because physical activity costs calories that until recently were always in short supply. Nice. And it says in brackets, and still are for many people. True. When food is limited, every calorie spent on physical activity is calorie not spent on other critical functions such as maintaining our bodies, storing energy or reproducing. Because natural selection um, ultimately cares only about how many offspring we have, our hunter-gatherer ancestors evolved to avoid needless exertion i.e. exercise, unless it was rewarding. So don't feel bad about the natural instincts that are still with us. Instead, accept that they are normal and hard to overcome. Yeah, I agree. I also agree. This, I, I always say I don't really like exercise. I like the results that it brings, mm. and I like that it makes me feel strong and fit and in good shape, and I can eat m way more food yeah. while still staying slim. I love all those things. That's why I do it. I don't like the actual exercise. I've never once mm. woke, woke up really and thought, oh, I'd love to go to the gym today. That's great. Really? Yeah, and that is where we merge off a little bit in on our paths. But I would still say that if I actually thought about it, I definitely do agree with you a bit for myself in that when I think about the elements of exercise that I like, it's the way that the bar bounces on my back when I walk it out to squat. It's when I hit the hole and my belt feels tight and I know I've got power to turn it around and get it back up. It's when I'm doing, when I get a sick pump or something like that. That's what I like. I don't like everything about i don't like mm. exercise yeah so i don't think i agree the actual physical movement like if i yeah. could eat like i would food. say i like exercise but if i break it down it's like nah i like that because it's heavy and it feels nice there i like benching like this because i know that's good technique and it feels it makes my it settles my brain i think it's a big thing for me yeah a question that often breaks it down in my mind is if you got the same results without doing it, would you still do it? And that's what I often ask. And I honestly don't know the answer. Because I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. And I know most if people If I could wouldn't. eat loads yeah, and yeah, stay yeah. in shape yeah. without exercising, I wouldn't exercise. There's no I think, way. I think the, that's, again, that's blurred lines for me because the results for me are so mental from training as well as they are physical. The, it, it's whether you're talking about removing those. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if then you... Then no. Yeah. So, okay, so if... 
it didn't make you feel better mentally if you just felt always good mentally, let's say. Oh, well, that'd be nice. Yeah, I yeah, know, exactly. Please. No one feels good all the time, but let's just say in this imaginary situation. Because yeah. exercise does make us all feel good mentally. It's good for people. It releases positive hormones. Mm. This is a known thing. Then no. But if you felt great, just like, if you yeah, felt no. like you'd exercise, no. but you hadn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, probably but not. But now we're talking about superhumans. and <laughs> It's just hypothetical, really. Yeah, it's not real, it? is it? Yeah. Myth number three, sitting is the new smoking. What do you think about this? False. Definitely false. In every way. We're sat down now. I'm, I'm not dying. Like smoking cigs. My lungs are hurting. If you smoke two or three cigs a day, that might be an issue for some people. If you sit down two or three times a day, that's not much. If you sat down and smoke, <laughs> game over. What do you Cardio, cardio while smoking. If you're going to be a smoker, at least get a jog on. It's not bad advice, to be fair. It's better than not getting a jog See on. See if you can filter your jog through a fag, I reckon. That's just progressive overload. People train for a straw, that's altitude training. Train through nicotine, that's just going to be. Training through a straw is not altitude training, though, is it? <laughs> It's, no, it's, lo- it's low air capacity training. Altitude training is the same air capacity training, but lower oxygen saturation. Look at you go. I know shit. Look at our our facets of knowledge Come creeping, cre- creeping over. That's why those mask that. things that people wear in the gym are stupid. Agreed. It work. Especially because the the guys that wear those masks are never trying to use them for the reason they think they are. They always think it's helping them get bigger or something. I don't know. The worst. It's not doing anything. It's like no. literally training through a straw. What does that do? Yeah, no. Um, smoking is bad for you. Sitting is nice. And, n- and never just the sole catalyst for bad health anyway. Lieberman says, even hunter-gatherers who lack furniture on average sit about 10 hours per day, which is roughly the same as Westerners. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. I think Western people sit more than 10 hours per day, though. Don't think that's Probably. true. Is that including sleep? No. This, this is what I'm saying. Are we counting laying down? Or, okay. Mm. You know, loophole, I'll lie down all day. <laughs> yeah. I'll lie in bed all day and then I'm burning more. Come yeah, then that's not the same as sleep. Uh-huh. Great, it? Myth number four. Our ancestors were hardworking, strong, and fast. Hardworking when they needed to be strong vocationally and fast <laughs> again situationally when they needed to be no i agree again. with you and i half i half don't agree with lieberman fully on this one i think our ancestors probably were hard working was everyone no not yeah. everyone is but there will have been hard working people all throughout time some people will have been really struggling to survive and working real hard non-stop, yeah. hunting down food and stuff. And, and different dispositions have existed. I mean, you can. how far back is it you can trace human evolution? Um, far, I, for, I no idea what the number is. I've forgotten, but it's baffling how far back you can go before the human brain actually starts changing. Like, what you can look at as what is a modern-day human uh, with the same cognitive functions that we have and what they used to do. So 200 to 400,000 years, depending on, like, Thank you. Ish. So in terms of time, when that, where that years. would place you in like living situation, yeah, complete caveman in the forest type situation. Yeah, we've only had like modern world since the industrial revolution. Not much, exactly, been, yeah. So there'll have been different of dispositions not, of people that did different things, but yeah, whatever. For hundreds of thousands of years, yeah, things yeah. have been one way. Let's see what he says then in the little paragraph. A common myth is that people uncontaminated, it says, by civilization are incredible natural born athletes. Do people think that? Who are super strong, super fast and able to run marathons easily. Do people think that? He says it's not true. I don't know if people think that. I don't think that's true. Most hunter-gatherers are reasonably fit. Agreed. Uh, But they are only moderately strong and not especially fast. Maybe true. 
their lives depends fast compared to what compared well, to somebody who's got a desk job it? they're fast compared yeah. to a cheater slow yeah or um you say bolt somebody yeah. trains for it slow and that's they're not just training because like all day, all night. if you look at like the aborigines in uh, australia or something like yeah humans we are to this day the best endurance animals on the planet um yeah nothing much. can go for time like we can but again that's half natural because we have the ability to sweat and half learnt because those people whether they called it training or not were running for shit for most of their lives like that bl that blurred line of they were natural born athletes but you only really you're looking at them as say a 20 year old when they've been a natural born athlete for the last 10 years or something and they have mm. been running around and they have they yeah some athletes have like a lifespan of like six years literally yeah, like what talking about. Career. yeah yeah so interesting whatever yeah yeah and they're training for it the entire time yeah, yeah um the running after prey and stuff it's called persistence hunting is that yes yeah. it's called persistence hunting yeah we just hurt it and then wait till it dies and or, or like you said most animals can't sweat or um, most like game that we'd hunt they they pant like dogs and stuff like that and you can't go <gasps> and do maximal oxygen capacity while panting this is impossible so they can't dissipate heat while sprinting like yeah. we can so we can, so we can just try we can outrun them basically yeah. we're not that fast but they they'll sprint off into the distance but if you keep chasing it and chasing it after like 5 miles it'll just lay down yeah. in like some shade and it actually won't get be able to get up the animal and, yeah. you, and you see it like how many times like you come across a dog that's heat exhausted like scared out of its wits but genuinely just unable to move or something I don't have dogs so I'm yeah. not sure that's... so one of the been one of them weird holidays I had in Spain where you see them everywhere Oh, okay. You know the time. Interesting. That is interesting. Moving on. Um, their lives aren't easy, true, but on average they spend only about two or three hours per day doing moderate to, vi uh, to vigorous physical activity. I have heard that, that in studies they've shown that hunter-gatherers, it would only take them like two, three, four hours to like hunt the food and get all the stuff they need and the rest of the time they just chill. And it's actually a pretty chilled life, <laughs> accordingly, not like you'd think. Sounds Unless nice. Unless you've got to fix something or do some work, I you guess. you got to change a friggin' light bulb. <laughs> Three man job that. Three three caveman job that. Anyway, myth number five: you can't lose weight walking. Devil a myth. Yeah, walking what? is your second best tool for fat loss, ladies and gentlemen. I'd be interested to know. Follow your six steps to slim principles. It's principle two. From the man himself. Here we go. <laughs> the walking man. That's just who thinks you can't lose weight walking. That's not real. This guy. That's the find second out most why. effective thing you can do statistically. Well, Mister Doctor, this guy thinks differently. So let's see what he has to say. I can remember his name. Uh, no, he thinks it's a myth that you can't lose weight walking. He's saying you can because you definitely can. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, these are all myths. Those yeah. are all myths. I, I need to I forget. Him. I need to keep switching it in my head. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's mildly confusing. So yeah, we agree with him. Um, he says until recently, just about every weight loss program involved exercise. Not sure if that's true. Recently, however, we keep hearing that we can't lose weight from exercise because most workouts don't burn that many calories and just make us hungry, so we eat more, which is kind of true, to be fair. There's also... Yeah, um, that summed up well. There's also... What's it called? Something like exercise-induced energy compensation. That might be exactly the right thing. Epoch? No. What do you... That's... Wait, say again. Energy... Exercise-induced... I've forgotten already. Exercise-induced ah! energy compensation. This is energy where... Compensation. Yeah, so this is where if somebody runs like a 10K mm. and, they, and they do it really hard, the next day they'll burn less calories because they might be oh, so sore. on a big scale, I see. Yeah, they might so be so yeah. sore and their ankles are hurting that they actually don't do any exercise and they just they just chill for the next day. Yeah, so, so it's that, hey, it's, you have this book. Oh, thank you. Enjoy. It's um, calorie or... 
energy redu reduction based on exercise. So not only does exercise make you hungrier, and to be honest, not burn that many calories. A lot of people, it's found, if you look at studies, they they burn less calories later in the week, the more calories they burn during exercise. Yeah, so there's def there's a practical effect, there's a social effect to that, there's a psychological effect of it. Like, even on a smaller scale, people, when they're like, oh, I've gone to the gym, I've been in the building, I've done this, therefore, I've done the work, and now I can eat, is often a, a mentality you yep, see. Yep, there's also food compensation where yep. people feel like they deserve a treat. So a similar kind of thing to that, yeah. Yep. I see what you're saying. That would be a similar kind That's of exactly thing. exactly what you're saying. Yep. Um, but 10,000 steps, if you weigh 70 kilograms, burns about 250 calories per day. Low, um, ten, yeah, okay, yeah. 10,000 yeah. steps, 70 kg body weight, 250 calories per day, yeah. something close to that. If yeah, you weigh more, you burn right. a few more. Um, it's about right. Yeah, it depends obviously on different things. Um, and more than that, I just trust you on that. And it's not, stuff. it's not, cra it's not a crazy amount. 250 calories per day if you do a 10,000 step count, but over a year, that adds up to a lot. In fact, I'll work it out now. Yeah, because what were we saying? It adds up to 91,000 calories over a year. Because what were we saying the other day was 200 last last week's podcast. Watch it if you've missed it. Talking about some putting on what was it x amount of weight over some amount of years by just having a 200 calorie surplus a day and how much it was, how, it was multiple stones in like two years or something yeah four or five i think it was five stones from something like that, that over a 200 calorie deficit over that was two 200 years. calorie deficit surplus sorry surplus 200 calorie surplus a day and yeah so this is just the other direction um yeah crazy it's nearly three stone Sweet. I've just worked it out again, yeah. It's nearly three stones. Yeah, so there's, the there's, the, there's the same maths flipped the other way around um, to put it into scale, I guess. This is an interesting thing for people to understand as well, you know, because did you know that um, every pound of fat you add to your body, that increases your calorie maintenance by two. Ah. So every time you gain one stone, your calorie maintenance goes up by 28 calories. So, you know, if somebody's like gained five stone, that doesn't necessarily mean they're eating loads. They could be in 200 calories too much and steadily at 28 calories per stone, yeah, they'll yeah. rack it up and rack it up and rack it stones and stones and, it's and just stones. just happened gradually Just over slowly, so years, yeah, just yeah. over time. And that's a brutal thing. Like I'll get a client coming to me and asking like, how long can I expect to lose all this weight? How long did it take you to get it? It's the same process. It's the same maths. That calorie surplus that you were in by 300, the only difference is it was enjoyable. Now we're flipping it and doing it the I other way around. I was just going to say, to be fair, it's more difficult. it's just as long. It probably takes longer sometimes because it's, not always, because people try really hard on the fat loss sometimes yeah. and create big calorie deficits and exercise to burn yeah. more, etc. Some people lose a stone a month. Yeah. It's rare that people put on a stone a month, but it, the fact of the matter remains, it's way easier to eat calories than it is to burn them or get rid of them. Exactly. Or to not eat them, to avoid them. It's way easier to eat them than avoid them. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it Which is weird how that works. Not many things that applies to. Easier to do it than not. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's weird. Mm. Yeah. How interesting humans are. Myth six. Running will wear out your knees. And that's a myth. Yes. Nah. I think, yes, it's, a, I think it's a myth. Yeah, myth. If you were an ultra marathon runner. Yeah. Okay. That's like saying weightlifting hurts your joints. If you weightlift loads really heavy forever for an entire lifetime, probably yeah. too much. Yeah. And also, I oh. think a big thing in there needs to be if it's done poorly, like in terms of knee tracking, in terms of ankle and foot stability, uh, related to both like you're saying in the gym, weightlifting or say running, if there is cause for an issue to be there with tracking or light aligning or something, then the, whatever the activity is, it will highlight that issue. Which is why, People be having knee pain walking around with 
with just walking around because that's the extent of their activity but their issue is such that that activity is enough to prove that they've got this issue if that makes sense it does so yeah if you're healthy if you're all tickety boo stacked up and down like you should be then you should be grand keep running his final concluding sentence on this is the strategy is then to avoid knee pain is to learn to run properly and train sensibly so i win again <laughs> we'll win uh, ding, ding 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 myth seven personally i don't know if i agree with this it's normal to be less active as we age myth it's normal uh, yeah i kind of think it i i think it's kind of normal to be less active as you age yeah i'd age. say so like after 60 i'm gonna say there needs to be a bit of specificity to that but i'd say it's definitely normal again like if we're talking i think you've I mean, been hunter gatherers what are you doing? Oh, sending grandpa. Thinking... If we're thinking of hunter gatherers, are we sending grandpa Joe to hunt oh, the true. Tooth tiger? Hunter gatherers. No, we're sending true. the twenty-year-old lads. Today's day and age, I mean, and that's why you see so many people. Like I might bump into someone from school or something and be like, "Okay," like, and it's because exercise is only mandatory until you're sixteen, and then from there you you can choose what how much physical exertion you want to do every week and it's why so many people get so fat then or something because yeah they get cars and sit down jobs exactly and get more money exactly, so, you can yeah. afford more so even food. from that age range it's already true and then it becomes what maybe there's a spike when you have kids and then again drop back down into because you what you can rely on any amount of technology to do anything you want for you nowadays you can be lazy and not be lazy if yeah, it's called the mechanization of society it's that robots do oh everything for us you sound like you've been um, preparing for doomsday and getting all the terms <laughs> for when the machines revolt. Um, he's basically saying there's no evidence that as hunter-gatherers aged that their activity levels went down. Maybe that's true. Maybe. Maybe that's true. And also, okay, yeah, because... Maybe they did different maybe activities. Maybe before the age of settlers as well because hunter-gatherers used to have to up and shift quite often, which yeah. is the whole tribe, isn't it? Regardless yeah. of yeah. how old you yeah. are. So maybe it was different movement. Maybe you're not hunting the lions yeah. or whatever. But still, and I guess other jobs get delegated like childcare as well as yeah. building and more, more um, what would the term be? What's the More home economical stuff. Okay, yeah. I understand what you mean. They could equally be exerting, but not. I still think it's kind of normal as you get a bit older. Just but chill. yes, just by and large, chill. I would say, chill. slow down, man. Yeah, still keep your Smoke exercises cigar, up, but chill. you don't have yeah. to be. You don't have Find to, be, chair you like don't have to be running marathons and lifting, Same. benching two hundred kg when you're seventy years old. You can just walk up, take the dog for a walk, and I don't know, do some press ups. Weirdly contradictory to what you were saying earlier, though. Fuck. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic now, and I'm sort of being hyperbolic for this. And it is white riding that line in it, yeah. I'm half joking. Obviously, we should still keep up exercise and stuff like this, and people should train hard. But I also think when you're older, you don't have to train like you're 20. Yeah. I, I also think regardless of what age you're at, you've only got one life, and every now and then, fuck it, do something fun. <laughs> don't train. <laughs> Slap some hardcore calories and enjoy yourself. I don't care. I always persuade clients. When clients are like trying to tell me a sob story about how they're going away over the weekend and they feel like they might put on weight, I'm like, cool, do it. Do it. See what happens. You'll lose it again. <laughs> and you'll have a memory and it'll be good. And who cares? Enjoy life a little bit. Walk the line between self-discipline and self-enjoyment, but enjoy life. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? Some people need a little bit more discipline to enjoy life more and some people need less. Yes. Some people need a little bit more indulgence to enjoy life more. Some people For need sure. less. For sure. Um, yeah. 
What do you think? We'll do these last three myths and then we'll call it a day on the podcast? I reckon so, yeah. Yep. I'm getting Myth- cramp again, so. Are you? Yeah, nice. You should get some salt in your brain. Myth eight, there is an optimal dose slash type of exercise. This is what you said ages ago. Um, No. Yeah, so it's a myth, isn't it? There's no optimal dose or type of exercise. No, it's yeah. a myth. Yep, we agree. Different exercise works for different people. It actually is true, even though it sounds mildly cliche, that what you enjoy doing is actually best. Because if you do tennis three times a week, that's better than swimming never. <laughs> you know, yeah, like you yeah. swim twice a, twice a year because you don't like it. That's not as good as badminton twice a week yeah. or anything. And again, because I, I, it's, it's really annoyingly ethereal of me, but I am always trying to draw from those different perspectives of life and that would be answering it purely from a optimal way of living type like you know functionality uh, physique type thing but you've got to enjoy life as well like we're saying if you don't like swimming don't freaking swim if you like running go and run yeah when people are like yeah i think i'm going to do this exercise because it's good i'm like yeah but there's so many other substitutes that are legitimately just as good that you don't hate <laughs> why are you picking this because someone else has decided they like it that makes sense to me yeah, no, because it'll reduce enjoyment, which will indu- reduce consistency, and then that'll reduce frequency, and then that'll reduce results, and then and that'll just when, reduce motivation. And even if none of that happens, and you do just grit and bear it and stick with it, it'll reduce overall happiness. Yeah, and you just won't be pleased about it, you won't have a good time. Exactly. You're exactly right. That is why auto-regulation in training programs gets better results than, like, strict... Yeah. periodization which is very hard because i try and program my programs around auto regulation which yep. is the hardest fucking thing to do because all it, all it means is you've got to write like and it's <laughs> when you're selling someone a client and it basically says figure it out yourself <laughs> but you've got to like lead them there is is it's tricky yeah 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 it depends what people's goals are as well like the with people's food we have to reduce the calorie intake but the auto regulation part of it which people listening at home means kind of do what you, you do what you want to do when you feel like you should do it it means don't do things like you don't have to squat on monday because the plan says squat on monday if your knee hurts you can move yeah. it to tuesday or if you really just really don't want to and you'd, you'd rather do back then you can do that just it relies on a base level of understanding of knowledge and of True. grit and determination True. i for example train purely uh, on auto regulation Same. and that's because i know that my goals are to be as legitimately good at everything which means i'm never going to skip anything i want to be able to squat 200 kilos i want to be able to bench 120 i want to be able to go on a long run i want to be look lean i want to look strong i want to look big i want all of these things i want big arms i want big back and shoulders and everything so i'm not gonna slack off any of them and that is because i can genuinely look in the mirror and be like of my priorities in life this is what i want right now so my training just works because I, I want to work on everything like that. Whereas, yeah, if you've got ev- most other bros in the gym that are just like, I want big arms, don't auto-regulate a program because you'll skip back and, ch- and legs every day. Correct. Yeah, that is a very good point. Um, like with my clients, for example, if, they, if they're a weight loss client, we have to reduce their calorie intake, but I let them choose on a day-to-day basis what calorie deficit they have and nice. what foods they eat. And if somebody's got strength training or muscle building goals we have to do some back exercises but i don't mind what back exercises we do that much we we could do some pull downs and some rows and some high rows like some face pulls but 
out of variations. They can pick which variation they want as long as I've got a list of what their max effort or reps and sets is on each exercise. Like if yeah. I've got, if I've, if I've got, I would always have a training diary for my clients and we would have four different versions of face pulls that they know how to do written down with their max efforts. Like and they can pick which one they PT, want. Like a good yeah. little PT. Then I can say to them, right, we need to do some kind of face pull. Do you prefer this, this, this or this? What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And that gives them a bit of choice, but I still know what their max that they can do is so yeah. I know what we're warming up to and trying to beat in terms of records to make because progress. If you're a good coach, you've either chosen an exercise because they specifically want to get better at that exercise and then you can't change the exercise itself. You can change some things within it or you've picked an exercise based on principle of what it does. And if you base an exercise based on principle, i.e. lower body unilateral and it's split squats, let's say, and we get to it and the client goes, oh, really, these? I go, well, look, you've got walking lunges, reverse lunges, step That's up. That's exactly the game. <laughs> Pick one of these. I know we say that because obviously as a coach, meeting someone for the first time when they've come into the gym for the first time, you have to pick the exercises for them. But I always just say, like, we're going to do this. I picked it because it's legitimately awesome for this, 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 and that reason, as well as it's probably the most practical to pick. That is why I've picked it. However, all these substitutes exist that can just be done instead with no loss um, to legitimacy or anything, and you get to choose. So if it gets to a point where you're bored of this exercise, we've stopped progressing on it, whatever it is, you can just say, and we'll just change it. No argument, it doesn't matter. Yep. We're not changing the principle. Yep, and I, I, have some, I have some clients on Zoom nowadays, and I like it when they get to a medium to advanced level of like training. Um, mm. Like there's a lady called Julie Gill that I train, shout out. Ah. Um, and she's great. She can do all different exercises, all different angles, good technique. She knows what the exercises are, so I can just say, right, we're going to do this, 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 and this. She knows what they are. She knows how to warm up, good technique, all this kind of stuff. Good tone, good strength, all that kind of business. Then I can start to play little games with them with ah. the auto-regulation sometimes. Sometimes in the session, we do you pick one, I'll pick one. Ah. So she can pick any exercise she wants, and then I'll pick something that's that I think, I think goes with it. Yeah. So if she picks squats i might pick hamstring curls Lickle. or something yeah, yeah if she picks press ups i might pick all right heavy over row. row yeah exactly this kind of game you know not always opposites not always but you know and then she'll she'll think well fine maybe i'll pick this and then i'll say all right i'll and then we'll do and we'll just build it together and it is interesting how much of that is born out of practicality rather than anything would you say that say when she says squats or push-ups and you say leg curl or rows more in your, you're initially thinking about something that is antagonistic or at least not interfering in uh, in recovery, most instances but you're for the most part also thinking about practicality you're thinking yep. all right we need a squat what can i set that up next to leg curl correct and you're thinking push-ups we need spit oh, i need dumb uh, what can i do next to where i'm going to do push-ups there's not any machines well, yeah, there's a bit less of that roads. when I'm on Zoom with clients and there's a bit more of that at the gym. Ah, for sure, yeah. yeah Sometimes yeah. when they're at home, it's just all their equipment. There's yeah, nobody yeah, using yeah, yeah. it. We've just got what we've got. Nice. Sometimes as well, you know about the getting up and down thing, I'll specifically pick exercises where one of them's on the floor and one of them's stood up. So if, ah. if, if, if she picks press-ups, I'll pick standing shoulder press just to literally, not, not for Julie Gill, for example, I wouldn't do that with her necessarily, but for people that are tra I want them to train mobility and get better at movement in life, I'll give them one on the floor and one up That's opposite. Nice, yeah. So they've got to keep getting up and down non-stop kind of thing loads of times through the session and that helps them in day-to-day -day life yeah that well yeah that makes sense mm. <laughs> that's cool interesting eh well we got two more two more yeah this is a strange one myth nine telling people just do it works apparently that's a myth apparently you can't tell people just do it 
Ain't nothing to it but to do it, in the words of Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> Gotta get, get. Ain't nothing but a peanut. Everybody wants to be a bodybuilder. Nobody, nobody wants to lift no heavy ass, ass weight. weight. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what you do, isn't it? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Gotta get, get. I don't know. I think there's a, there's a seriously overpowering philosophy to that that you can read into. But I also think that some people need more than leading to water, don't they? Some horses need drowning. <laughs> <laughs> not sure what you're implying there, to be honest. <laughs> Just hold the head under. Not sure what the implication is. Figure it out. Are, but, um, it's it's kind of right, but it depends how you look at it, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. He says, let's face it, most people don't like exercise and have to overcome natural tendencies to um, avoid it. True. For most of us, telling us to just do it doesn't work better than telling a smoker or a substance abuser to just say no. Kind of true. But also, you have to. All, there also is a bit of just saying no. And there also yeah. is a bit of the exercise, you just got to actually do it. Yeah. So it's a bit of balance, isn't it? You can't just say to people, just do it though, until they actually do it. That won't work. No. But they also just have to do it. I mean, <laughs> the case of point that it doesn't work, you and I have a job. <laughs> yeah, for accountability you know? and support. Absolutely. Even though our job is to tell people to just do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is literally why, you know, my public Facebook page, mm. I make loads of videos. Sometimes I'm live on Facebook every single day. Um, saying the same thing over and over sometimes um, in slightly different ways when I first started doing this my dad contacted me and said you're giving away all your best tips free online <laughs> come on dad catch and, up and it's true I, I, I give I give a lot of my best tips for no away detriment on, away on like yeah for yeah. no detriment because it's I'm trying to help people, but still a lot of people even though they'll hear me say what they have to do they oh, won't yeah. do it until they actually come to me Food. for help yeah it's it's still that most people can't do the journey on their own. Any big journey or life life change, you can't necessarily do it on your own. You need support, you need teammates, you need accountability, you need... Makes sense, yeah. Well, like with my things, with like getting in touch with my friggin', uh, with the doc, yeah, the doctors, or the, whatever, that I just don't do. When my mum's asked me, like, oh, how can I help? Like, the only thing you can do is just make me do it. Like, that's what, how, where I need that same thing. That would be my, like, parallel to that. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely get it, yeah. Like, how I was saying just do it won't work. But... Once you've done it, what did you do? You just did it, didn't you? <laughs> so it's kind of the only thing you can return back to. Does that make sense? It's, it's a balancing board. Once it's happened, it? all you did was just did it. Like, because that's the thought. As soon as you do a job that you've been putting off, the thought is, I've done it now. I just did it. <laughs> yeah, and you feel... And that's lighter. it. That's the end of it. And but. often doing things is not as hardcore or hard as it as we build Thinking up about it. minds <laughs> yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, you could just actually just call the dentist. You could even do it today. You could do it. Actually, that one has been booked in, but only because of one of my clients is a dentist and Good. badgers me about it. So oh, again, so because I was go. forced into doing it. Badgering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's a great client. Um, this is a nice point. Um, Last one. Finish on a high. Sorry, I'm still on, I'm still on just do it at the oh, moment. Sorry. Just concluding. Um... He says, but let's remember that we evolved to be physically active for only two reasons, if it was necessary or or rewarding. So let's find ways to do both, make it necessary and rewarding. Ah, I think that's quite nice. That is nice. That's a nice way of thinking about things, isn't it? How could you make exercise necessary? He actually gives an example. You You should meet people there so that you've got to go, otherwise you'll let them down. Wait, necessary. Still not necessary, but... Like, yeah, accountable or something. How could you make the exercise necessary? I don't quite know what he means by that. No, neither do I. Unless you very strongly strongly related it in your mind to your goals and you knew that you had to do the exercise to achieve your goals and to be happier through that, then that makes it a necessity. Yeah. Which is the only reason why I do it, because it's necessary for me to 
eat all the food I want to eat and still stay slim. Nah, so yeah. I'll walk. <laughs> fat boy at heart. I'll, I'll go to the gym. I will. <laughs> I'll literally do it. And how can you make it rewarding? Loads of ways. Enjoy it. Like we said, think about your results, track your results. Um, Pick shit you like doing. Yeah, enjoy it. Go with other people. Make it social. Stop and smell the roses. Be happy about yourself that you're doing a hard thing. <laughs> yeah. Loads of ways. Um, and myth number 10, exercise is a magic bullet. Apparently that's false. Um... Let's not oversell exercise as medicine, he says. Although we've never evolved to exercise, we did evolve to be physically active, just as we evolved to drink water, breathe air, and have friends. Thus, it's the absence of physical activity that makes us more vulnerable to many illnesses, both physical and yeah. mental. In the modern Western world, we no longer have to be physically active, so we invented exercise, but it's not a magic bullet that guarantees good health. Agreed. I guess that's true, but that's a negative point to finish on, Daniel. Yeah, come on, Daniel. Come on, Lieberman. That's yeah, I, th- a... I think that, that you should always proceed with the notion that you're in complete tip-top ship shape um, and that you should just exercise and try and try and look after yourself as much as best as you can. And if something rears its ugly head that requires a more medical approach, then that's just life and that's just how things work. That's what doctors are there for. That's what doctors are there for. And you wouldn't pull an inhaler away from someone that needed it. You wouldn't take a diabetes kid's friggin' um, Diabetes kid. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't take his insulin pen away from him. Yeah. So if someone needs a, th- something to aid with something medical like that and exercise doesn't provide it, you can't just be like, well, don't give it to me. You'll just exercise. True. But yes, 90% of the time, it's going to help. It's at least going to... Um, what's the word? Not... Um, it's at least going to it's going to prevent yeah it's, it's preventative of degenerative things isn't it if not solving them what's the word I'm trying to look for yep it'll help not hinder that's what I would yeah. say yeah prehab not rehab that's what I'm trying to say it's not going to hold you back it's prehab not rehab it's like mm, this will help it can like, also be rehab me sat here like this now I'm probably not likely to walk out and get diabetes because I'm pretty lean I'm, I know, I'm good healthy sugars all, I'm in pretty good nick but again, it's not going to stop me from any other health complication that might not that sits without of my out of my control or something. Like your throat problems. Like my throat problems, exactly. Yeah, something like that. So who knows? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but it's still a matter of fact that exercise helps your body and mind be stronger. Um, yeah, it helps hormonal yeah, yeah. profiles and it boosts immune system independently of other variables. Yeah. And like we said, muscle mass is correlated with longer lives and better lives, yeah. actually directly. So and there's still does, lots of benefits, yeah. but yeah, obviously nothing cures everything. That'd be ridiculous to say. No, and I mean, I'm kind of the poster kid for trying as hard as you can to be healthy and somehow my body always finds a way to go, nah, nah, you're good. You're going to, we're going to give you this or something. Another setback. And we're going to give you another something. Yeah. And yeah, against everything that I work towards. So, you know, it's, it happens. You just have to deal with those things, don't you? And seek the whatever actual um, yep. medicine you need. There's ups and downs in everything in life. If you want to be healthy, there'll be setbacks. If you're trying to save money some years and months, it won't go well. If you're yeah, trying to for sure, for sure. be an athlete, you'll get injuries. Everybody does enough sports, get in, gets injured in some way eventually. Mm. You know, it's just life, isn't it? It's the people who come back from those things and try again. Very, very philosophical of you. Everyone gets hurt. Everyone gets injured in one way There's or another. There's setbacks for everyone, isn't there? There's always yeah. ups and downs. It's the people who bounce back from that and are willing to stand up and try again that succeed. It's not those that's who it. don't fall, it's those who stand back up. Yeah, that's it. The only, that's the only consistency in it between the ones that have succeeded is that they've failed more times than everyone else, but they're just on their last... They've just come out of their last failure. That's the only place that they're at in life right now. Yep, there's a famous quote, the master has failed more tries times than the beginner has, has even tried. tried. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is true. Which is so true. Because how do you get to become a master at something by figuring Fail it out? every time. Yeah, and you just figure it out. Because wrong sometimes you keep practicing, you do better, you improve. I think that's something that this, this um, westernized, just modern world in general isn't particularly benef benefiting the young minds with, is that everything's so immediate, gratification is so immediate, and everyone's a snowflake about how you should feel nowadays, that hard work isn't a fucking thing. So... Yeah, people don't aren't used to this idea of picking themselves up and moving and trying again or something. Whereas that's the only thing you can do. You know what I mean? Yep. Strong opinion, but whatever. No, it's important though. Um, I just wanted to cover one last thing just for a second because I just think it's important because we said it at the beginning. It's the thing about um, vegans and vegetarians getting less severe COVID nineteen oh, yeah. illnesses than other people. This is. Um, not because meat's bad, essentially, I wanted to say. It's not because they don't eat meat that they're not as ill from COVID. That's not the correlation. Um, the correlation is that vegetarians and vegans, on average, have lower BMIs than every other group and category. And that's not necessarily because they don't eat meat. It's because they don't eat as much it's junk food. It's because they don't food. eat calories. They don't eat, yeah, they don't eat as many calories because they don't eat as much junk food. Yeah. Um, especially vegan. Well, nowadays, you can get vegan brownies and vegan everything, but they're not eating as many kebabs and McDonald's and KFCs as, and meat feast pizzas. And, you know, heavy, greasy, fatty food Just in general, you, like, you, you're hard-pressed to find a fat vegan. Yeah, but, and, and also, if, if you're a vegan and you care about your... You feel that strongly about certain foods in your diet, you, you probably care in other ways or have strong opinions. I was going to say, yeah, in. it's other, a personality trait. There's other factors. Over, yeah. yeah, there's other factors as well that yeah. go into it as well. But I just wanted to point out that it's... It's not really like if you don't eat meat, suddenly like your immune system gets way better. High protein diets are actually correlated with stronger immune systems. It's just because vegetarians and vegans are just slimmer yeah. on average and more health conscious on average. Because my brother went vegan at the start of 2020 and um, immediately saw benefits in how he felt. Interesting. And how he moved around day to day, but now has come back to eating fish because it got to a point where he just felt crap because he just couldn't get enough of anything in. Must have had nutrient deficiencies in some way. Yeah, because unless your job's a freaking full-time nutrition sourcer as a, as a vegan, it, it, does, it, takes, it, it takes that much it's time to figure it out. Yeah. It's so hard to... Get all your nutrition. Yeah, yeah. to match. Or, you're limiting your food variety so, so strictly. You're cutting out a lot of stuff, so yeah. you have to replace that with a lot of... You have to have really good... Which for morality, nutrition. I absolutely understand. If it's just in the name of health, though, put fish back in there. And, then that, um, and for me, that more or less, that solves a lot of problems. If you didn't go for just pescatarian, that's much easier, I think. There's a much bigger gap between, say, well, how I eat and a... Sorry, there's a much bigger gap between a pescatarian and a vegan than there is between how I eat and a pescatarian. That makes sense. Like, I could make the switch to being a pescatarian without too much drama, probably. So, um, one or two of the meals I have every day are pescatarian. Yeah without thinking about it, just because that's how they've ended up being. Yeah. Whereas to go from, say, pescatarian to vegan and remove all elements of enjoyment from life. Vegetarian's also okay. You can get, like, soya sausages and you can still have protein shakes and mm. cheese and eggs and For you can sure. still get decent protein and your vitamins and minerals from different places. Veganism's a bit more extreme. You just have to take supplements if you're a vegan, basically. Yeah, you sure. need to get a B vitamin, you need to get an iron, you need to get a protein shake. Um, which is just a lot of shit to do every day yeah you need to get a vegan omega-3 that ain't no one doing like most most of them don't know and that's why most people get poor results yeah uh, it's not because meat's good or bad or you need it or you don't none of that's true it's that you need certain nutrition and if you leave holes in your nutrition that'll just 
that'll lead to negatives whether you're a vegan or not. It's yeah. just a more restrictive diet, so you have to be more careful. But because these people are more careful on average, they're, they're slimmer on average and probably eat more vegetables and stuff like this. So they've got. So it's that as a lifestyle as opposed to the immediate. Yeah, it's not that meat's bad, it's got nothing no, to do with no, that. No. Anyway, but I just wanted to just jab that one in at the end, just in case anyone was thinking, what? What about this? Should I be going vegan? Nah, just eat healthy. <laughs> just, it's just because vegans and vegetarians eat healathier on average because they don't eat as much crap. So if you don't eat kebabs and as much flipping yeah, you'll large meat piece pizzas, you'll also get less severe instances of COVID-19 if you have a low BMI on average. Who knew, right? Most likely sometimes, maybe. Who knew that healthy people got less COVID? It's actually true. Where are we at? We're at 1 minute 50 and we're done, sir. What do you think? Oh, wow. What do you think? I think we did it. It was nice talking to you again. It was awesome. It was a good podcast. Sorry, I was a bit late again. Well, unacceptable. What can I say? I'm a busy man. Busy schedules, clearly. Yeah. Help. Today, though, um, I, w- I was actually prepared early, but then issues with technology. Issues with Technical issues arise. It happens. Don't worry about it. Yep. Same again next week, then. Same again next week. week. Can't wait. When are these going up, Ish? You can closer to the weekend. Um, depends how quick I can upload it. Probably tomorrow, this one. Probably <laughs> tomorrow. Now that I've got the editing sorted and I've got the internet sorted and stuff like this, it just, I was having real bad issues with the editing last time. Yeah, really said, bad. Yeah. But I've sorted it. Yeah. Well, as is so my um, routine, I shall editing. scuttle off back home and let you stress about that for the next day or two and then it's share okay, it as soon it. as you posted it. There's no editing, is there? Because it's it's live. This is no cuts. There's nothing to do. Um, I just edit the audio slightly and then just... Except for that really rude thing I said in the middle that you had to cut. Don't worry, I cut that out. Did you just cheers, mate? <laughs> we don't want him here and there. I said that about him. <laughs> Who was? No, we're good. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. Appreciate it. Ooh, and we've got... Um, you need to reply on Facebook for if you can have... If you're available mm. for Greg Roberts, physiotherapist, to come and do News of the Week threesome with me and you. Interesting. Then, I, then I'll be the third best-looking person in the room. I and, know and the person that. with the third smallest arms. Oh, with the, yeah. Well, he's winning both of those every time, so... <laughs> Yeah, and he's so smart and got such a posh accent. He's a big handsome man. Yeah, he's a big and I'm not in love man. with him. Speak for yourself. So he did uh, pinch my ass the other day, though. I think I told you. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, have I been thinking about it ever since? <laughs> um, so we'll we'll probably prepare some physio questions for him. I might ask my clients if they've got any questions as well that we can. Yeah, I'd like that. I like myth busting. I've got some. I've got some questions for Greg, such as number one: Why are all physiotherapists dog shit? Ah, why, good question. Why are 99% of all of them awful? Why yeah. is why is their advice so diabolical that it's borderline offensive? And I've got literal specific adva- examples of stuff physios have recently said to my clients and I've thought, what? I also have some examples of this, so this should be a what? fun episode. I want Greg to tell us why most of them suck and why I only refer to White House physiotherapy clinics. Yeah, I want him to prove why he's legit and everyone else can <laughs> And I mean everyone. Done, do we think? Done, I do think. Thank you, William. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you. We'll see you again soon.